Hi, this is Thomas from Quest and Chaos. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and joining us on this chaotic adventure. If you want to listen to our other exciting podcasts, such as Swords and Sages, Chaos Agent, Spelljammer, and many more, please visit our website at questsandchaos.com slash podcasts for links to your favorite podcast platform of choice. Now, if you enjoyed this content and want to support us, please consider joining our Patreon for exclusive content, cast interaction, and more at patreon.com slash quests and chaos. Now, enjoy the podcast. Hello there, I'm James Aaron O, Dungeon Master for Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. I am <laughs> the terrors to friends and the never-ending winter that challenge our adventurers as they attempt to put an end to the everlasting rhyme. I'm Tassi Alabastro, Cream Bananas on Twitch, and I rock out with sorcerer Amoa Tua Anzulan, a Goliath whose time spent adventuring is still shorter than his family name. Newly arrived in ten towns, with an eagerness to bond with adventurers who pique his curiosities. Hello, I'm Thomas Cook, and I play Donovan Chambers the Third, Gentleman Rogue. I'm out here in Icewind Dale, adventuring for no reason whatsoever in this horrible, frozen wasteland. I'm Alondra Heilman, aka Lady Bedivere. And I play Elspeth Linkvist, a religious academic turned death cleric, leaving my quiet cloister to explore the frozen north in search of my missing adventurer father, and whatever other knowledge I might glean along the way. I'm JP, and I play Azar, the nicest bonebreaker in Tin Towns. A desert native, Azar is perpetually doing what she can to stay warm, but she isn't going to stay inside, however much she may want. Sunlight and life need to be returned to this dark, frozen land, and she's going to do what needs to be done to make that happen. I'm Matthew Bridges, and I play Rena Voladad, a tiny and tough Triton fighter unaccustomed to surface-dweller traditions, yet determined to find answers on land as to how to protect the material plane from any and all threats. Wow. Crazy seeing you here twice in one week. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Icewind Dale. I know that's reversed. We're going to reverse it back. Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. This is our first episode. If you've never been at a Questing Chaos stream, this is going to be a very interesting time for all of us. But before we get to the game, I got a few announcements and also a introductions because. There are some new people here, some that you haven't seen, some that you haven't seen in quite a while, and one that you, you see quite regularly on Tuesday evenings. Let's begin with that person. Hello, say hello, wonderful person. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday's me. Hello, everyone. I am Thomas. I am one half of the ownership of Quest and Chaos. Yeah, I guess whatever. Uh, I mean, I started this, and if you are returning welcome back thank you for joining us i get to play a game if you are new welcome i get to play a game yes usually thomas is on this side of the screen not this screen because social distancing but his own screen yes well, popcorn it to someone else thomas who would you like to introduce next uh i think matt would be a fantastic intro hello hello everyone 
hi uh excited to play in this one we have an amazing cast look at this amazing beautiful cast uh usually play at the mondays the mondays two shot that turned into a um 14 shot uh but uh now i'm in this one and i'm excited was i supposed to say anything else no just moving mm -hmm. on cool throwing it over to cheat cheat alondra <laughs> I don't know where I am in relation yeah. on either end overlay. Hi, I'm Alondra. Um, this is my first time playing with Quests and Chaos, but I've been lurking uh, on them for many, many months, ever since uh, we came over there from Torpid Gaming Network, where I often uh, play on Tuesdays. And I'm so excited to have more games and more cool people to play with. Uh, I will send it over to uh, Tossi. Hello, hi. So excited to finally join you guys on a D&D &D session. Uh, if you've been following Quests and Chaos for any amount of time, uh, you might have seen me with James and Thomas over doing Gloomhaven. But here we are now in the frozen, frozen lands of Icewind Dale together again and with some amazing new friends and old friends. So excited to get the adventuring going. Throwing it over to James. JP. Hi, my name is James. I go by JP here. I am a fan of Quiz and Chaos. been uh, watching and following along with them for quite a while. And I typically only DM, but I'm so happy to finally get to play, especially with these wonderful people. Yes, yes. Yeah. As you can see, we have some old, we have some new, we have some in between. Either way. It's going to be a grand old time. But before we actually get to the grand old time, we get to have a little bit of a fun time with announcements. First of all, we got our sponsors, right? We've got Birds of Paradise. Hey, look at that. And they even got the logo right there. Birds of Paradise. Birds of Paradise. They make bird-themed dice of all different kinds of colors. That one is the prickly pear margarita. Keep that in mind because that will have a tiny little announcement very soon. But our other sponsor is Nord Games. Nord Games, they provide all that supplementary material. And look at that. That is their spectacular settlements book. They got the books. They got the decks. And eventually, they'll have minis because their Kickstarter just got funded. Rewind. Ooh. Speaking of Kickstarter, Birds of Paradise, I believe they're like 95% funded with their Kickstarter, y'all. Oh, they are 100% funded. 100% funded. Let's just, uh, I'm going to click the link here. Everyone else can click the link. I just want to see how they're doing. How many days are left? How many days are left? Six but days yeah. to go. They're at 11,365, which means they are very close to unlocking those pins. Yes. And those pins yes. I need. They <laughs> are adorable. They're basically birds on top of D4, D6, D8, D12, and D20 dice, and they are nice. adorable. And they come, there are stickers right now, but if they reach that stretch goal, they'll become pins. Yes. Add to your jewelry of nerdery. So those are our two sponsors and both of our sponsors, we're having a giveaway today. Birds of Paradise will be giving away that prickly pear and margarita dice set, which will be fan freaking tastic. And we're gonna be giving away that spectacular settlements book. And not only is Nord Games awesome because of all the supplementary material they provide, they also allowed many people within our community to contribute to this book. They have some settlements from 
created by Thomas, so, uh, one by Amy, one by our very own Duke Flieg, your grace, as well as um, Bo Christian Williams, who put in a little bit of oozolium from our Natural One campaign setting. So yes, yes, and if you win that, it is all available to you. Unfortunately, no spoilers for Natural One, but hey, get out what you can in these times without Natural One. Yes, that is the book. Oh, and some quotes from Thomas. It is, quote, super fun, end quote. Quote, an engine of creativity, end quote. Yes, yes. So if you don't win the book, check it out later. Um, let's see, we have tonight at six, I do believe, uh, Great Dane Society. No, seven, six, six. Six. Six, right. They start an hour early. On Saturdays, we're having a double showing. So that will be at six o'clock. Yes, yes. Um, Great Dane Society, Call of Cthulhu. Um, Mondays, we will have Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. And then Tuesdays is Chaos Agents. And they will be back this Tuesday after this Tuesday, because we all know why what happened this Tuesday. <laughs> ah, yes. Is there any other show things I need to talk about, Thomas? I think we can hit straight into bits part of this. Bits, bits, bits. Uh, we don't have a lot of bits, but there's some cool things. So first off, NGC 457 with, I don't have the, the actual bits. I'll have to use the, uh, I'll get the tokens in a little bit. Uh, NGC 457 for 500 bits to the players. That's one inspiration for us. Thank you. Then we have a gift sub dump from Sunsets Brew. Thank you to our friends at the Torpid Gaming Network for dropping in 10 gift subs. That's amazing. Dang, awesome. Come on, Don't Steve forget to, that you should go and follow them as well and, and watch their stuff. All right. Ooh. Of the Hefner with 500 bits for the DM. Why, well, thank and you. An additional 500 bits for the players. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. And for those of you who are new, bits are inspiration provided by our community. You spend 500 bits or one inspiration, you get to add a D6 to your roll. And if you spend two bits, 1,000 or 1,000 1, bits, two inspiration, you get to re-roll a D20. It's just the little ways that our uh, community helps you live. Yes. And... Uh... I keep saying this, but soon we will have that Kickstarter going for our deck of inspiration, which will expand the things that are available and fun, awesome things. Yes. And speaking and of decks. Oh, I was just saying, you certainly can give bits to the DM. Yes. Will I use them? I don't know if I'm feeling particularly dickish that day, maybe. Um, but yes, speaking of decks, we are using the Nord Games Luck deck. So if... Our players roll a d20. They get a card that will be advantageous to them, like a 1d4 or 1d8 to saving throws or attack rolls, or sometimes move without triggering opportunity attacks. And if they roll a natural one, I get a card that is disadvantageous to them. Similarly, minus 1d4, minus 1d8, or some silly things like lose a small item. Like if you're a cleric and you lose your holy symbol. Yeah, that's hopefully that, that card gets out of 
You're already uh, conspiring against me. I'm I'm new here, and first thing you thought of. <laughs> uh, I like to make sure that people who are new here know exactly what's going to be happening. So uh, we have the we have the hype train that is going on right now. Thank you guys uh, for donating more bits. We have Spipto with fifteen hundred bits to the players. Thank you so much. That brings our total up to one, two, three, four, five, six. Then we have Tamago Tora with 500 bits to the players for seven. One, two, three, four, five, seven. And Tamago Tora with 500 bits to the DM. That's, is that two or three to you, sir? It's two so far. Two to you. All right. Um, And then if you could vamp for two seconds, I want to go get the actual inspiration coins. Okay, go ahead. Vamping, vamp, vamping, vamp. We're vamping right now. We got the jazz hands coming, and Thomas is back. Anyway, Ooh. yeah, this is how we do. Oh. Again, I like to keep my players on their toes. Sometimes it'll be a musical number, sometimes it'll be a fake threats of taking their holy symbol. I would never do that, that would be way too dickish. <laughs> At level two. Maybe at, at level, level two. Maybe level three. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but yes, if we are done with the bits. Oh, almost. Oh, no. Oh, no. The bits keep coming. Bits keep coming. The bits keep coming and they don't stop coming. Oh, I, I, had, I had to read all the way through for J. Matthews 85 with 500 bits. To the DM, don't take it personally, but James killed them all. Probably yeah. not today. I, I I don't know. Depends on how they play. If you check in on Monday. Maybe. And we have our very own Vanilos win with 500 bits for Aww. the players. Don't freeze to death. Freeze to death. Tiana, wherever she may be. It's actually not right over there. Actually, no mind. And with that, with that, <laughs> we get into tonight's session. No, I keep saying tonight. It's so weird playing D&D. It's, D&D. it's tonight, tonight somewhere in the world, right? Oh, yeah, it is. Somewhere. GP. I know JP is getting yep, close. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but let's get into today's session of Rhyme of the Frostmania. Speaking of which, we've got an opening animation. Why don't we play that right now? Was our theme song. We have a theme song. It's pretty cool. 
I'm nerding out. Are you nerding out? Who knows? But anyway. Oh, yeah. Let's get into the cold open. I believe music. Oh, yeah. Uh, any music from now on, I should mention, uh, is provided by Sirenscape. Yes. Mm, yes. Indubitably. Yes, indubitably. Uh, Welcome to Icewind Dale. North of the spine of the world and west of the towering Regat Glacier, it is a frigid expanse. Few dare to explore, let alone inhabit. But, as David Attenborough says, life finds a way. Frost giants atop mammoths, wolves of impossible size, and nature spirits are few of the denizens that call this unforgiving land home. Even humanoids have found their way north. A mere colony has sprouted into ten towns, giving them the moniker of Ten Towns. Unfortunately, more than two years prior, the fates dealt a cruel hand to Icewind Dale. Oriel, the Frost Maiden, deigned this place to be her new home, and with that claim has locked the region in a never-ending winter. The sun, never cresting above the horizon. This powerful magic not only threatens the people of Ten Towns, but the indigenous flora and fauna need sunlight and the change of seasons to survive. What could end this cold doom? Perhaps the fates are fair in the cars they deal. For in this moment, five wandering destinies converge on Ten Towns. Will they be the ones to end the everlasting winter? Our tale begins in the settlement of East Haven. Founded by these, East Haven is one of the towns that boomed in its initial founding and has never settled, constantly reinventing itself. A more curious individual could see the evolution of 10 towns within East Haven, nooks and crannies speaking of generations gone by. In honor of their thieving heritage, pickpocketing is declared, declared legal with signs of watch thy pouch posted at the entrance for would-be travelers. And would-be travelers we do find, as all great adventures begin within a tavern. The wet trout, a ruckus interior with rumors being flung from the northern wall to the southern, is where we find our first adventurer. A young woman, standing by the bar, waits patiently as, to her left, two drunken regulars are Spending the afternoon, the time not dissuading them from their drink. Alondra, if you would describe your character, please. Uh, certainly. Uh, Elspeth is a, a fairly young half elven woman, not just half elven, though, specifically, she is half drow. She has a little bit of that ghastly pallor to her skin. Her hair is a little too pale, but she can sort of blend in if she tries she's not very good at it though something about her demeanor just exudes her discomfort at being around this many people she's uh she's dressed for the snow but everything seems a little bit uncomfortable a little uneasy and she uh fiddles nervously with her uh amulet that she wears which is indeed a, a holy symbol for anyone who's looking of a skeletal hand holding balanced scales excellent and as you stand there waiting for whoever can help you at the bar, you do happen to notice beyond the ruckus to your left, 
an impossible-to-miss seven-foot-tall being. To your right, also waiting at the bar, Tossie, if you wouldn't mind introducing your character. Yeah, so uh, Amoa Tua Anzulan is there standing like a pillar built out of uh, that's just been casually placed in the middle of like sort of this area. And he's got this giant uh, sort of like stone hook that comes around his neck that just hangs like as if it was like a tie of some sort. And uh, he's, 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 he's sort of pacing about the fire. The fireplace fairly uh, casual, and he's just uh, at ease basically. And, and he's, not necessarily waiting for anyone, but he's just being present and in the moment. And uh, he's dressed for the occasion. So he's got, he's got maybe like fur gauntlets on and like some gloves. But weirdly enough, his, his midriff is exposed. So sort of like this olive green skin that in some shadows he can totally blend in. But in the light, it looks like, a, like an olive. And as you clock that to your right, Elspeth, eventually um, a white dragonborn appears from the opposite side of the bar. Just like, all right, Oz, how can I help you? Oh, um, just, just an ale. That's all. Whatever's convenient, really. All right, one ale. Yo, tall one, did you need anything? Or are you good? Just more fire. Oh, fire. All right. Um, okay. Andrek! Get me an ale! Screams off into the back room. Um, and as you hear that, the front door just swings open and very jovial, quite large tavern space with lots of chat or chat drinks being pounded down isn't burned out by the sudden burst of cold air as a very dapper looking elf strides into the room, closing the door behind them. Thomas. You, you see a dark almond-skinned uh, being dressed in very fine winter clothing, a hat covering uh, the ears and the hair. If peeking out, you see a little, it's dark hair, but it is starting to salt and pepper a little bit as he looks around shakes off some of the snow and walks up to the bar. A uh, uh, barkeep, barkeep. Right now the dragonborn is just kind of rushing back and forth and just moving here, left and right, and then it's like, all right, quick, what you want? Oh, uh, just an ale, please. Ale, apparently that's what we got tonight. Hendrick, another ale! And then she's taking a tray and then waving through the tables. The dragonborn seems to be quite um, busy on, on their lonesome, and whoever this Hendrick is is not coming out. At the same time, she places down a plate next to a, what would be a very small figure, um, but they have found themselves a nice bench off onto the side, um, quite bundled up. JP, if you wouldn't mind describing your character. If you didn't know better, you would think someone had animated a suit of winter clothing. Uh, a, a czar is completely wrapped up, gloves on, heavy boots on, 
parka on, hood up. You can see a bright yellow scarf covering about half of Azar's face and is sitting as near to the fire as possible, trying to soak in every last bit of heat. Everyone else but her seems as adjusted as she is by no means adjusted to the less than ideal temperature in this bar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as she places a couple of things down in front of you, it's like, would you like anything else, dear? Tea, hot tea. Tea. tea, all right, all right, that's something new. Hendrix tea! And then you just see this white dragonborn, broad shoulders, and also quite much like a moa, very um, scant, scant clothing, just like a tank top and some shorts and an apron, and she's just barreling through, goes past the swinging doors. Um, and as this ruckus display is happening, the door opens once more, and striding in, with much swagger. Matt, would you mind describing your character? Sure. So the door doesn't just swing open, it bursts open with a loud bang. And everyone, I feel like, looks and then has to look down as a four foot nine little, almost looks like a little man, but is, has like a translucent type of like a bluish hue to their skin. Fins on their arms, gold rings and like uh, some long fingernails walks in, uh, dark blue hair, silver eyes with fins on his, his head as he walks in and kind of takes in the room. And you wouldn't know it, but he's letting out a very long, <sighs> as he slams the door behind him, carrying a large golden trident as he walks towards the fire. And as he walks towards the fire, he takes off his cape and throws it unknowingly on Azar, thinking that it's just a pile of clothes. And he just kind of leans with his trident right next to the fire alongside it, kind of taking in the entire, uh, the room and just the vibe of it. And as you are taking in, you do notice that there are quite a few eyes, not necessarily staring at you, but at what you carry. They notice the rings. They notice the trident. Um, but as you all who are at the bar um, see quite a few interesting characters come in. Um, White Dragonborn pops out. It's just like slams two ales down. It's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, it doesn't look like we got many seats. Um, looks like there's some by that cape over there. But um, find yourself a nice seat and welcome to the wet trout. <laughs> makes her way off into the back corner to get more orders. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome! Um, immediately struck by this, this figure with the Triton, so I, I, in one step, find myself right in front of him. That's nice and sharp, isn't it? And like reach over and dink with like my pinky, just one of the Tritons like, oh, you're looking to stab someone. <laughs> Renner as looks I'm assuming into the shins of Amoa uh, <laughs> and just kind of glances up at this giant who he's never seen before and is just like I'd like you not to touch this please thank you and then he'll kind of just move his trident a little bit closer fine fine but yes to answer your question it is quite sharp sort of examines his finger does a little bit of 
blood out of there. Whoa. Start sucking on it. Um, I'm sorry. Do you work here? Oh, no, no. Uh, uh, he does. So we're pointing at the uh, direction of the bar. Ah. Am I to understand this place serves wet trout? I haven't found one yet. Ah. Pity. Trout, trout, lover of trout? Wet trout, yes. Oh. I'm not from around here, so I don't, I don't know what trout is. Mm. <laughs> what is it? Fish. Fish. <laughs> Words. <laughs> Render's going to start looking at his fingers and not <laughs> subtly start to ignore this giant friendly, but <laughs> creature in front of him. The, I the take, pile I take the... of clothes, uh, the pile of clothes upon which you deposit your cape shifts around and oh. like, waddles over to you. Uh, you, you dropped this. Oh, <laughs> I beg your pardon, sir. And I'll take his cape and throw it over his, his hand or his arm, holding a trident. I thought you were a pile of clothes. Uh, no, no, uh, j- just cold, that's all. Ah, <laughs> yes. Um, oh, uh, I'm Azar. Hi. Y- you are? Renner. Renner Volodat. Renner. Nice to meet you, Renner. You as well, Azar. I do apologize of discarding my garment on you. That's, that's fine. You know, uh, another layer might keep you a bit warmer. Uh, don't need another layer, but thank you very much. It's very kind. Right. Okay. Uh, what is that tea. you're drinking? What is that? Oh, tea. Tea. Yes. It's hot. Hot tea. And what is tea? You take water and plants and sort of add the hot water to the plants and it 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 take here taste. Ah. Uh, Renner will take the tea under his... Is it hot or cold? It's hot. Hot tea. Yeah. Uh, Go and smell again. Hmm. You don't mind, sir? No, no, I I, I, I get more. Oh, thank you. And then we'll start drinking the tea. And as he drinks the tea, a smile comes over his face. He's like, oh, I quite like this, yes? (laughs) Thank you, Azar. Azar, yes? Yes, Azar. Thank you. This is quite a delightful concoction. Thank you. And we'll continue drinking the hot tea. And as you three are um, kind of making a little triangle there, um, Elspeth and Donovan, you do see the now open table at which Azar has stood up from. Mm, um, uh, Miss, uh, would you care to sit at the table. All right, certainly. Thank you. It's very kind. Uh, just, uh, yeah. This is, uh, tables are safer. Yes, I d- certainly prefer having my back to a wall, as it were. So um, we both kind of walk over and try and get our backs to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, right. I, I, <laughs> sorry, I, I think... Um, Either way, it doesn't really matter, I suppose. Um, uh, you, you go ahead. You, you be, be my guest. Of course. 
yes. Um, so what brings you to uh to here? You a, a local or? Oh, oh no, no. Uh, I'm on an adventure. Oh, how, how delightful. Yes. Yes. yes, I figured um I was just tired and bored of where I was, so I thought I'd uh, I'll, I wonder what this place is like. And um, that's, oh, that's where I am. Terribly fascinating. I've never heard of anyone going on an adventure just for fun before. That's, uh, my father was a great adventurer, all kinds of quests and things, heard many stories from him, but I think he was mostly in it for the money and the outlandish stories, so. Hmm. Yes, I just, I found call to get just boring. So I figured that I would, you know, just leave town. See what was life was like. Fascinating. Yes. Right, what then. what brings you uh, to really the edge of the world? Oh well, my father. Uh, he um, he's missing, sort of. That's that's probably a light way to put it. He didn't come back the last time he said he was going to, and nobody seems to know what's happened to him. And um, don't think anyone else is going to go looking for him. So I guess I'm going to now. It's uh, quite. Quite different from where I grew up. It's a bit of a change, so we'll see what happens. Yes. Your your father came here. Well, that maybe not here specifically. The last he told me, he said he was going to the frozen north, and this certainly seems to fit the bill. Hmm. Interesting. Other people out for adventure. Fun. Oh, very yes, fun. Oh, I'm so sorry, manners. Um, used to knowing everyone. Um, oh. Elspeth, Elspeth Linkfist. Oh, yes, very nice to meet you, Donovan Chambers the Third. Oh, delightful. It's a, it's a pleasure. Oh, she will just too. awkwardly yeah. sit back and like just start nursing this ale in the like. Wow, I've expended my talking for the month, <laughs> sort of way. And I just, I, I kind of lean back. Uh, Donovan leans back and he's like, "This is the eclectic group." of individuals around here. A dragonborn behind the bar, a, a tall person, uh, a short person with wings and for ears, uh, and a pile of clothes. Very interesting, <laughs> very interesting bunch. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, and at this point, so Donovan takes his uh, big furry hat off and sets it down, um, and you notice he doesn't, you know, at first you thought he was an elf, but he has regular ears. Oh. <laughs> Elspeth just kind of like looks at him, looks around at everyone that he has specified and and just kind of, kind of murmurs, fascinating, and like reaches into a pocket, pulls out like a little notebook and like a golf pencil and just starts jotting down notes. <laughs> <laughs> those those people are arguing or yeah. that one just stole the other one's tea one well i i mean i've i've seen about four people get pickpocketed since i came in here so that's not really that surprising honestly oh why I, <laughs> hmm. the sign over the of the bar does say um Watch your purse. Right. Uh, yes, yes. <clears throat> As he kind of like pulls in sort of his 
You don't hear any coins in the coin pouch, but. Notes. <laughs> uh, Azar, as you turn to look at your table, it has now been commandeered by two people. Oh. Azar just um, goes over to the table and just grabs another seat, says, hello. Hi. Uh, uh, welcome. Hello. Hi, uh, I, I, I'm Azar. Oh, hello, she Azar. Shakes a little bit. Him, him, you are. And he gestures towards Elspeth. Elspeth, uh, uh, um, new, new in town, which seems to be sort of the theme for me this month. Um, pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Why is it so cold here? Because it's snowing? Yes. Snow. You see the, but the, the longitude of, or is it the latitude? I don't know. Uh, the, the further north you go, or south, in fact, if you keep going that way, uh, it gets colder as you keep going. This seems quite unreasonable, though. It's a bit excessive, I think. This, well, I, I mean, we're, we're inside and it's still freezing. Well, there is there are stories about some sort of horrible ice curse that might have something to do with it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, ice curse. Do we are we in earshot of Elspeth, myself and Amoa? Yeah, you. I would say you all are getting like within a pretty comfortable range with one. Okay, another. in hearing the words "ice curse" come out of Elspeth's mouth, uh, Renner will look up from his tea. Well, Azar's tea. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then kind of turn over to be like, ice cast, and then approach the group uh, of the of Elspeth, Donovan, and Azar. Meanwhile, I knowing that this might be a long night, because now I've heard it as well, I've, I take a step over to the barkeep and was like, just keep the tea coming to that table. <laughs> and the rush over is like, oh, yes, I, <clears throat> I can do that. <sighs> Hendrix? Another tea! It's a secret. <laughs> oh, I'll do that tea. Right. I got yeah. All right. And I sort of like tea. take another two steps and, and find my way looming over the table, but not in a not in a scary way, but just kind of uh like hey. I'm a more. Yes, we've established <laughs> that. Um did you I'm sorry, did you say ice curse? Um I, yeah, yes, I, so, sorry, I thought that was, um, sort of, sort of a, a known thing, um, that we've got books about it at the convent, or not books, books might be a strong, pamphlets, letters, things, um, I don't, I don't really know all of the details in, entirely, um, but there's so stories about, you know, some sort of curse involving the, the, the weather, or, something like that. I was hoping to research it a bit more now that I'm here. And I was just kind of looking around as everybody kind of converges on her, which is like, <laughs> what did I do? What, you... what, I made a mistake. What did I say? Am I to understand you're a scholar? I, I, yes, of a sort. That's a way of putting it, I suppose. Please enlighten me on what you know of this ice curse. Does it affect waters and oceans as well? Hey, 
god, uh, how much do I know about this ice curse oh. other than having heard of it uh, okay. from my dad? Um, roll me... I'll do this fair. Yeah, I would say roll me... I know everything. <laughs> First roll of the game, roll me a history. <gasps> how exciting, yes. History? All right. 14. Okay. Um, so, basically what you understand is that... Again, like Oreo the Frost Maiden has, um, she's basically kind of like a half demigod, not like super high up on the chain of gods, um, but she decided she's done with the exterior planes and wants to find a home here in the material. And she decided that Icewind Dale was going to be hers because it was, for some reason, the choice. Um, what you do know is that for the past two plus years, basically, um, she has been casting magic on the land that has made it frozen for, or not frozen, but never-ending winter. Um, and it has affected many different types of trade, um, life for fauna and flora, and... It is slowly choking the life. Yeah, it's slowly choking the life out of ten towns in the surrounding area. I will relay that there will probably be some rummaging around, pulling out like a second notebook from a different pocket, flipping through for notes um, to, to relay, and I will just convey that to the rest of this group very, very awkwardly. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, did you say several years? At, at least, at least two. Something, something in the range of two to two to three is more precise. Oh, hmm. does that mean something? Oh, I was I was just hoping that this cold was you know a, a month or two. Well, I mean it used and... to be from what I can tell, and now it's just all the all the time, all the time. All the time is 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 always going to be like, like this here. Well, that's generally what a permanent winter means. Permanent meaning forever. That is quite interesting. Zara just shivers at the thought. <laughs> Elspeth just kind of pushes her ale toward Azar. She has stopped drinking it at this point. Hmm. That is uh, interesting information. Thank you. I well, if it's going to be this cold, I might order some of that tea. <clears throat> and. As, as you cough, Amoa, um, you see the white dragonborn be like, just slowly walks over and tries to do it at a pace that is less than her quick pace, but just like, drops it. Oh. oh. And then she crunches back. I am keeping a tab on all of this, by the way. Before she leaves, Renner will pull out if he, I mean, if assuming he has it, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's been stolen, but a gold piece from his um, pouch and be like, thank you, barkeep, and then throw it at her. <laughs> I kind of fling the uh, coin at her, if I have one. You fling it and she misses it. And she's like, looks at you with piercing pale blue eyes. And like her, yeah, it was like a kind of a general, right. like half- Crack smile, kind of just gets into a scowl, grabs it, looking down at you, and then trudges back to the bar. And uh, you seem to so drop John? a lot of things. You should be more careful. 
I agree, Aza. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> as uh, as Donovan goes to drink his tea and looks, does Azar have tea? Uh, there's a round of tea for everybody. Ah. Uh, so I will actually pass out the tea to everybody. Oh, here, your tea. Uh, tea, tea, oh, for you. Oh, thank you. Uh, and he reaches up to a more uh, Tea for you, sir. Thank you. Uh, you. You can sit and join us if you would like. Uh, is there a seat in, at the table or do I just sit on the table? <laughs> uh, so it's, uh, it's like a, it's a regular table with like a bench towards the wall and then two in the... F- like main two more stool like seats seated about um there is not a fifth seat okay so uh, uh he sort of like looks around and, and and opts to just kind of put his back against the wall with like you know a, a leg up he's looking kind of cool but also like making sure that he sees the the the, the door mm. he's like keeping an eye a vigilant eye out but also like you know he's present listening in like good tea uh, are you expecting trouble? No. Yeah, uh, you. Yes, uh, you are. Uh, I mean, uh, I always expect trouble because uh, you never know when what it does happens. Trouble look like for you? Uh, a brigand or a uh, somebody out to uh, you know steal what isn't theirs? Oh, oh, then no, I'm not looking out for trouble. Join the fire, hearth, some good company. Uh, so what is that round your neck? Oh, uh, he like removes it slowly and, and presents it. And it sort of casts a, a shadow on the wall, a huge hook with like runes on it. And he's like, oh, well, this is, uh, this is my father's hook. And uh, sort of uh, hasn't left me ever since he's given it to me, but... I just like to wear it on, on these occasions. My traveling hook, he like reattaches it. Is it practical? Sometimes. Hmm. Is your trident pra- practical? He won't say anything. He'll just kind of smile, <laughs> like have a small smile, like. Hmm. And I which sort is of kind like, of under, uh, underneath uh, undertones of mad respect. Yeah, <laughs> I, I lean over it <laughs> and, and, and do a eyebrow wave, and that's kind of when you guys see that he's got this thick unibrow like running across his. Continues to in in water deep. There are places to get that taken care of. Moa has no idea. He's like. Anyway, um, but <laughs> I, I tell you, we all seem to be, um, well, I guess not locals. Seems coincidental. Are are you all staying here tonight? Um, I personally don't know. I haven't decided if I'm going to stay. Sorry, no rooms. <laughs> Well. Oh. Oh. Suppose not, then. <laughs> right. Well. Hmm. Uh, so, Scholar, tell me this. Um, have you decided or have you found any um, information about 
where this this mysterious deity has started to control the weather, you said. Yeah, I mean, she's, uh, yes, apparently she's decided to make the Ten Towns her new domain somewhere on on this realm. Most of the gods, the demigods, they, they create their own sort of pocket dimensions elsewhere and they just pop in and out when they want to, you know, fiddle with our side of the universe, but right. uh, apparently that's not enough for Aurel, so she's uh, she's here now. I don't I don't know that anyone really knows where she is. I think she just sort of appears sometimes to uh, claim sacrifices or, or make demands or whatever it is that uh, deities do when they come down. I wouldn't know. All the ones that I'm familiar with generally stay out of things for the most part. Well, and have no continentals. Have, excuse me, land dwellers. Have no continent land dwellers decided to stand up against this deity? Well, as best I can tell, all the ones who have uh, died. Ah. So, it's not unheard of, but it's not been successful, at least fr- from my understanding. I'm, again, I'm very new here. This is all just what's come back to the, the convent by mm. way of other information. Um, my father, he was the adventurer. He's the one who knew about these sorts of things, and I haven't spoken to him in some time. So... Ah. Well, thank you for the information. Of course. Happy to help, I suppose. Uh, how... Uh... How experienced of an adventurer was your father? Oh, he's um, fairly infamous, I believe is the word to use. Inf- infamous, yes, probably. Um, very, very powerful um, eldritch knight named Alvide Linkvist. I don't know if anybody else here has heard of him, but um, in our neck of the woods, he was pretty well known. Well, wh- why inf- infamous? You, you said infamous. Oh, he liked to go places that nobody else liked to go to. That's sort of how I happened, as best we can tell. <laughs> so, um... You happened? Yes, uh, he went on a two-year-long adventure to the Underdark and came back with a baby. Hello. Oh, that's nice. So, um, yes, but uh, he was he, he used to get into those sorts of things go to all kinds of places that nobody else wanted to be and um again mostly for the the money and the bragging rights i guess um which is why it made perfect sense that he could be here because i don't know who in the right minds would come here on purpose with a you know angry frost <coughs> deity turning the world into permanent winter and uh a bunch of thieves and ruffians but i mean to each their own i'm not judging just making commentary you're uh, backing up just a little bit. Uh, you said money. Uh, there's uh, uh, mo- uh, perhaps money to be uh, to be made. Yeah. I, I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No. I, I'm. I'm from the church. We don't really deal with money. Right. But your father liked money, and he came here, which means there's money here. Possibly. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't... Uh, I'm sorry, I, forgive me. Uh, Donovan Chambers III, uh, I did not meet all of you. Uh, gentlemen, adventurer. Uh, um, 
Uh, uh, Renner. Uh, Renner? <laughs> Sorry. How rude of me. Yes, I did not introduce myself. Renner. Renner Volodak. Hello. Uh, Lovely to meet you all. Um, you're... Uh, you can, you can, um, hi, I've, I've never, uh, never met someone, yes. um, like you, um, quite, <laughs> I mean, fascinating, um, you, uh, you called us land dwellers, do you not dwell on the land? No, actually, I come from the sea, the trackless sea, um, alongside where the, the, um, along the coast, and yes, I'm here to find out why the uh it has been so cold the uh the I'm tracking, oh my god what's the sea i'm sorry no this there it is the sea moving ice thank you uh yes um quite uh yes we um some of our trade has stopped because of the uh the you just said it the sea of moving ice has apparently frozen over and so i've been sent here to find why um, and thank you to Scholar. I'm sorry, what was your name? That's rude of me. Elspeth. Elspeth. Thanks to Elspeth, I now have information, and now I can head back and tell them what is happening, and that we must come and fight a deity in order to maintain our trade routes along the uh, Sea of Endless Ice. Hmm. Was there another question? Uh, he's just like, hmm. Do you do you have any experience fighting gods before? Because um, it doesn't generally go well from most historical well, record. You either become one or you die. Is well, from what I understand, from, right? But from what I understand from my uh, much loved cultural history, I'm to understand this is before my time. But we did take on some deities before, as they opened a plane here to release. The Krakens, Leviathans, and all of the um, the ocean beasts to your land. So we've been protecting you for quite some time. I'm sure none of you knew that. Oh, that's kind of looks at everybody. But fascinating. Donovan makes eye contact with everybody. Didn't know that. Elspeth totally starts, starts that. taking notes. Notes in the notebook immediately. <laughs> right. Well, since again the Continentals do not know this, uh, we have decided to outreach. Well, send some outreaches too the land, um, some of the more braver ones, to go ahead and see what is causing this new oceanic shift uh, in the north. So that is why I am here. That is why you have never seen a triton. And was there another question? It's sharp. Oh, it yes. Thank you. It is. Yes. And then he'll just kind of settle this four foot nine little thing will just kind of settle back into his tea with a smug little smile, sipping his, his now his tea, but. <laughs> uh, I, uh, Donovan, uh, excuse me a moment. Uh, I, I believe my ale is empty. Uh, you're right, Bob. Uh, I'm gonna go to the bar, get another ale, and kind of like see what else is happening in the bar. Okay. If there's um, anyone that I can see pickpocketing or anything like that, or looking at this table. For sure, make a perception check. I don't know what my perception is. <laughs> You're on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Working at home. Hey, yo. <laughs> You're on camera. Hey. Oh, 
11. Um, with that 11, being at the bar, you... The collection of you, mainly the Triton and the very tall Goliath, as well as the walking pile of clothes, is drawing the most attention. And by being in proximity, that the table is getting some eyes. Um, but it's not like the energy has died down at all. Um, it is still very much the wet trout, very ruckus and people chatting up and trying to forget the fact that it is cold as hell outside. Hmm. Uh, um, I kind of, I turn back to if anybody is watching mm -hmm. from the table, looking over. Probably. I yeah. Uh, and I point to the ale. You guys, ale? Does anybody want an ale? It's on me, round on me. More yeah, tea. Thank you. Ah, uh, yes. Tea. Mm. End of round of teas. The Metros, the white dragonborn comes up. It's like, are you going to stop being a dick about it? Uh, that's not me. It was the, the, it was the little one. Oh, those aren't your uh -huh. friends there. We've just met acquaintances. All right, five silver for a whole team. Uh, slide over a gold. Thank you. Thank you. Hendrix! Yeah, I'm uh. going to come back just to get away from the yelling. <laughs> <laughs> um, you come back, and as you do, um, let's see. Roll for initiative. Donovan Chambers, Elspeth, and Renner. Um, as you sit down, you all do notice about a couple tables away. Um, they're really hidden amongst the joviality. There is one table where there's about four or five people just kind of huddled about whispering. Are they in uh, they... garb, like heavy garb and stuff, so we can't really see? Or what do you Oh, uh, no, they're, they're dressed very similar to the rest, but, like, the hats are kind of off. Um, but, yeah, they, they're a little bit more, not conspiratorial, but more cloistered than what's happening around you. Just keeping to themselves from everyone else. Yeah. So, as, as Donovan uh, returns, he takes off his heavy coat and it's like, oh, oh my god, it's so warm, so hot. Uh, he sits down oh, and he's going to lean in and whisper quietly. There's a table of others over there. They're whispering quietly, much like I'm doing right now. About us. I, maybe. Maybe if we, uh, I don't know, kind of take a listen, we can see huh. what they're talking about. If to the character so when he hears that it's about when he says it's about us and and donovan says yeah i think so render's going to stand up <laughs> with his with his trident and kind of walk over and approach the table and just tap tap on the shoulder of the one that's facing away from us oh hello there hello there oh how, how can i help you am i to understand you're talking about me and my colleagues over here Oh no, we're talking about something completely different. May I ask what that is? I'm assuming you're not from a rain here. 
Okay, um, well, Dave is okay if I, yeah, okay, all right, um, well, and they kind of stand up, and they, they are taller than you. I was gonna say, <laughs> taller than 4'9", uh-huh. <laughs> and, and they kind of just, like, lean over a little bit, it's like, there's a, been a bit of a serial killer thing kind of going on, and we're just a little bit worried, and we're just talking about it, whether we want to go south, or whether we want to, like, chat with our families, or, you know, so... Uh, I'm sorry, one moment. And then he'll he'll call to his now colleagues behind him and be like, can someone come over here? I cannot understand a word that they are saying. Uh, Azara waddle on over. <laughs> Oh, wow, you got a walking free friend there. <laughs> um, yes, what, what were you saying? What, is there a problem? Oh, well, there's been a sort of killings going on, and it's been real bad. So we were just thinking about maybe moving or, like, I don't know, like, hunkering down. It's pretty bad. Well, well why don't you just find the person that's doing it and stop them? Oh, we don't know who it is. I mean, there's been a killing here, there's been a killing in Targos, and there's been a killing in Bryn Shander. Bryn Shander! Can you believe it? I'm not sure. I'm assuming your walking pile of clothes is not perm around here either. No, 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 this is a terrible place, no. Hey, this is our home! Did you hear that? Home the Rockefeller said that we're not really a nice place. It's always dark and cold. Well, yeah, it didn't used to be like that. Was it always cold? Well, it's always been kind of cold until the summers, then it kind of warmed up, but then the summers were kind of short. But then there's like the frost maiden thing happening about, you know, two and a half years ago, and then, you know, it got real cold all the time. Yeah, cold and dark all the time. Terrible. While while this conversation's going on, Renner's gonna like poke at Amoa, like or like I don't know if he's wearing a skirt or something, but yeah, like like pull down. No, no, not with the not with the trident, but like with his hand. And just be like, uh, do you understand a word that these local peasants are saying? I don't like. I sort of start laughing because uh, Amoa is really ticklish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just this like gravelly low like uh, in the rafters laughter <laughs> just sort of <laughs> and then sort of like gets that point where he's just fearful because it's like you, you've crossed the threshold of tickling <laughs> sorry I know not to ever do that again but and then he'll like make eyes with Donovan and Elspeth like what is going on right now like, oh, sorry, Renner. They're saying yes. it's not only it's cold all the time and it's dark all the time. Now someone's going around killing people. This, this, yeah, just all the towns. Someone's just going around killing people. They don't know who it is, and they're not bothering to try to find them. Well, oh. I mean, would you try and find a killer? That would be real scary, ain't it? I mean, three killings all in the cities. It's pretty scary. Well, um. that's why you go and find them. Well, I know, but that's not for me. You know, I'm just a fisherman. Fish! There it is. <laughs> Where's the okay. trap? Hey, well, um, 
that's all the questions I have. I'm going to take a seat right here and probably figure out my future. Excuse me, sir, sir. I'm so sorry again. I, I cannot really understand you, but please tell me, where have these, these killings been taking place in town? Well, there's been one here in East Haven. That was a halfling. His name was Bracken. Bracken was the one who died. And then there was, um, hmm, I believe, a human over in Targus. His name was Biltrum. Biltrum, yeah, that was Biltrum. Oh, a sad story. Anyway, and there was a, a dwarf in Brinchander. Yeah, I used to be a glassblower. I didn't get his name. And have the authorities tried to stop them? Find I mean, them. if the killings are still going on, I'm pretty sure that's a big old nope. Uh, um, some I Donovan walks over. Um, I'm sorry, you. Um, I, I overheard you in your uh, accent. Um, <laughs> three deaths. Oh yeah, all of them in the big cities, eh? That's real. And, right and how many? And this is what over span of of a few hours? Oh no, just the past couple of days, or not days? Maybe about two ten days. Oh, three people dead over twenty days. <laughs> Sounds like you're doing very well here. Oh well, I mean. Normally, the dying is of a different sort. Freezing to death, probably, right? Probably. Or being pulled under by a knucklehead trout. What? Uh, so, what? So I'm a fisherman. So if you're out on the water, there's a, there's a large fish. And then he points over at the wall and you see a massive, um, massive red fish with like a rounded head. And yeah, those little suckers, they pull you right under if you ain't paying attention. Um, that's that a great trout. Fish. That's, no, that is a wet trout, I believe. Oh, no, that one's pretty dry, you know. It would be really bad if it were wet. Can't do this anymore. Um, thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, I, I'm gonna just kind of sit in and say, so, how did these people die? Stabbings? Oh, that's what I hear. Um, what I heard about uh, Bracken, the uh, halfling. You know, he used to he used to go up into the woods all the time and bring his hair and stuff. And then he just ended up going away. And then we were real sad about it. But you know, Bracken, he was a real great guy. And, um... Sorry, so, what was the question again? So, Bracken might have just left because... Two oh no, we died. found his body. Oh, right. Hmm. I I was using a what is the word? Uh, a euphemism when he's when I said he was gone and going away. Meaning right. he died. Is, so, is, so there, is no one is, looking for who's doing this? Well, currently just because of what's going on right now, you know, with the endless winter and all. Um the speakers aren't really, uh, they really ain't, uh, trying to, um, find this person. Because it's, you know, it's only been, like, three deaths, but, you know, it's three in the big cities, and, you know, one of them was here in East Haven, and absolutely sends a shiver down my spine. Ain't that right, Dave? 
Sounds like you need new speakers. Um, is there a reward for finding this serial killer? And at that point, you do notice um, crossing a, um, across the uh, way, um, white-haired dwarf, short, um, and just the faintest bit of stubble coming down her um, sideburns here. And she walks over. She's got an eye patch and a massive axe on her back. And she's like, I hear you're possibly looking for payment. Uh, Yeah, I could use some coin. Anyone? Anyone? Yannick, take a seat. You're fucking wet shite. All right, I'll sit at your table. I'll kind of Go back over, make, making sure that I'm watching my pouches. Mm-hmm. Make a perception check. I'm admiring this uh, dwarf. Uh, Amoa's admiring this dwarf and the axe, like sort of making a, a mental note, like to 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 equip something sharp. This is a land. Uh, you sharp. notice no difference um, in your money pouch, um, and as this this. Older dwarf takes a seat very similar to Renner in the sense that she controls the room, but she just sits down, puts a hand up, and just a minute later, you see the white dragonborn pop a ale down. <sighs> All right, you told pretty one. Are you going to sit down and we're going to talk or what? Oh, hello there. I'm staring at you, Elspeth. Hello. Yeah, I'm uh, assuming you're all adventurous for hire. But yes, we're yes we're a group, and uh, we 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 solve mysteries. That's what we do. Roll, roll, <laughs> roll a deception. Jinkies what is my Jinkies guy? And then all of a sudden, this now it turns into the mystery machine, and we're all like, Jinkies guy. Fourteen. Four, Fourteen. Uh, well, that's exactly what I'd like to hear. Unlike these wet souls around me, it'd be nice to actually have some people who get some shit done. Take a seat. Sit down. Boo boy, take a seat. Sort of like... Amoa takes a, like sits down next to him, everyone like, cross legged next to the table. <laughs> and because like, of your height, you come up to a good yeah. <laughs> solid chest stop, you're still pretty present. Yep. Can I ask just for my own how tall is Amoa? Like just for my own. He's you seven know. one. Seven one, thank you. Two feet. That's a he, he, he didn't get that much protein where he he's from, so he, he could be taller. <laughs> But don't tell him that. And how tall is Azar? Again, this is just for me. I'm sorry. Or Azar, how tall are you? Ooh, about 5'2". Oh, okay. Okay, cool, cool. Thank you. Donovan Chambers III is 5'8". Short for an elf. That is? <laughs> is he an elf? He is an elf. <laughs> okay. We don't know yet. Just deception check. Cool, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, Renner will also not not sit, but kind of lean on his trident. 
in the little circle of everyone grouping up. A little bit of a bitch with an attitude. I like it. Anyway. <laughs> so you're curious about the serial killings, huh? If the yes, yes. All right. So unlike these uh thinguses, I've actually been the one doing some of the legwork. Trying to find out who it is, what it could be. And I have a fair decent lead. What uh what is the lead? Okay. Yeah, um so there's a man named Sephic Caltro. Alright. He's uh he basically runs security for a merchant company called Torgs. Run by Torga Icevein. Now, all the victims we know from Brinchander, East Haven, and Targus. Those are the three cities that make sacrifices to Oriel in the form of humans. Excuse me? They, yes. What? Alright, so a bunch of these ten-towners, they think appeasement of this witch god of ice best thing to do is give up something alright, big towns they got plenty of humans, they send one out at the end of the new moon alright, some of the smaller ones they give up heat for an evening and others they put out food now the thing is, the three that are dead are all from the uh, human sacrifice kind so they've been people basically it's a lottery system by what i know all right so at the uh, afternoon of the new moon they put everybody's name in a pot draw it out and then that person is stripped bare and sent out into the wastes and i'm to understand this is a normal human tradition to do this to appease the gods I have no idea. I am not from necessarily around here. All right, right. That's what they decided on. How long have they been doing this? Well, when the never-ending winter kind of started, uh, they thought maybe after three months it would end, but no. So then six months came around, and they're like, "Well, probably she's angry. Let's give them some fucking humans." Mm. Or so, elves or halflings. Oh, okay. Well, I was thinking we almost had this easy. Um, <laughs> just the humans. That's fine. So, uh, so you know who's doing this, then? So why have you not stopped them? And you, you look at this dwarf and short, whitish hair, the uh, mutton chops slowly coming down. She's quite old. Um. Hmm. She maintains the garb, but you can see that age is starting to take f- shape on her face. Hmm, right. So why haven't I? I'm getting fucking old. Right? Uh. And as you get older, let's say I've learned to trust my intuition. Now I've seen about 50 of these wet souls in this place. None of them can hold a candle. 
And yet you five walk in and that makes me a little bit hopeful. So do you so do you know where they are? Unfortunately, no. So again, Sephic runs security for Torgs, run by Torga Icefane. It's a um it's a traveling merchant company. Basically, she puts her goods in some sleds and goes about the ten towns selling them. So she's on the move. And due to that, Sephic is as well. Hmm. You know, please. The whole sacrifice thing isn't sort of a, a sanctioned situation. It's more of a couple of people taking things into their own hands. No, it is quite sanctioned by every town. Ah, so it I is the normal tradition in this area. Why would we? Why would we interject then? Well, that's the sacrifices. The reason the killings are happening, by my estimation, is. These three have been getting out of the lottery. Oh, that's not fair. Ah. So oh, someone, right. and I do right. believe Sephic is the one going about and making sure they get their fair share. Which is, you know, not the worst fucking thing in the world, but also we can't have everybody killing whoever they want here in Ten Towns because, you know, it's already kind of a shit place. Hmm. Oh, sort of yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if that table there would appreciate you saying that. About <laughs> uh, what are you saying over there? We can't understand you. Oh, do you need me to speak a little more clearly? Um, Dave, what time is it? Because I would love to get out of this place. Maybe find somewhere that has rooms. Hi. You y'all don't have excuse me. You don't have rooms here. The, no, they weren't I don't. interested. P- apparently, they're full up for the night. Oh shit! Well, I guess the only place is the White Lady Inn to fit all five of you. Um, do you want to discuss there, or do you want to? I can't pay. Oh, yeah, perhaps uh, uh, somewhere, discussing somewhere near a bed would be nice. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, she points at um, Renner and Amal. It's like, you two need to get anything to make sure you're not freezing your tits off. I'll be quite fine. Thank you. You sure? I'm good. I'm good. All right. If your nipples fall off, don't come crying to me. Mm. Too late. Uh, Renner's gonna try and casually from now on look and see if Moa has nipples. Uh, Make a perception check. Just out of <laughs> on the walk over anyway. Uh, okay. What is his perception? Slowly rising up from from the from uh, the position I'm in in one, just like. Shh. Uh, it's hard to tell. <laughs> you, you have some clothing, right? Amoa across yeah. the chest area? Yeah, okay. Only, only the, uh, uh, the only thing exposed at the moment is just like the abs region, the midriff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Hmm. All Shall right. <laughs> Let's get walking. The Metro, I'll be back. 
and you see the white dragonborn give a hand up. All right, see you next time. Thank you for the tea. She flips you off. Oh, he doesn't understand. Great. He doesn't understand what that means. So. <laughs> <laughs> and flip him right back off. Oh yeah, actually, he probably would. He'd probably do that too. He'd probably we both do that. I'm, I'm all flipping back off too. <laughs> and now it's in their brains that this is. Have a good one. <laughs> El- Elspeth is just perfectly silent, eyes wide, lips shut. Like, oh god, I'm going to get killed. <laughs> you see the Metro's eyes go a little bit wide, and then you see next to you the dwarf just be like. Is fight, and then Nebetra just kind of shoulders in and gets back to cleaning a tankard. Um, three twenty right now. We're gonna take our break right before we enter the frozen tundra that is East Haven and ten towns surrounding. Um, yes, are we doing a giveaway right now, Thomas? Yes, go ahead and enter hashtag chaos into the chat. We will roll twice when we come back. Uh, but before we jump to break, we have a couple of bits to give out that we want to thank everyone for. The, this was 53 minutes ago. So the Hefner with a thousand bits for the intro video. Thank you very much for that. And Sunset's Brew with a thousand bits for Bitwindale. That was also a long time ago. Yay, thank you. So thank you guys for that. Let me click, I need to click a button here. So hashtag cast in the chat, your chance to win um, these uh, Birds of Paradise and the massive book that is this spectacular settlement, 486 pages of awesome inspiration. So we are going to go use much time. We'll be back in 10 to... Five to ten Welcome back, everybody, to Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Uh, we're just back from break. Um, right now, we are going to roll for the dice, the Birds of Paradise Prickly Pear Margarita style. Roll that dice, Thomas. Sunset's Brew. Congratulations. Birds of Paradise Prickly Pear. Prickly Pear. Now, Thomas, do they have to re-enter again for the second drawing? Or... No. And oh, nope. Um, we will just keep it going. Should we actually should we wait until later to give the book away? We'll wait a little uh, bit. Yeah, we're gonna wait till later. So I'm going to clear out the entries. And so yes, so uh, once we get to a little bit later, not that far. You can enter now though. Enter now. Um, and we will give that away in I don't know what, like a half hour? Half hour ish. You yeah, know, half hour, 45, one hour. Sounds good. If you see some new friends pop into the chat, tell them hashtag chaos and they can win a book or don't tell them, you know, do you, do you, do, do. Anyway, so as you redon, some of you, your cold clothing, 
you step out for the, not for the first time, but the first time for our viewers, the first time out into East Haven proper. Now, you made your way to the wet trout, which is on the far east end, northeast end of East Haven. And as you walk out, you just feel the wind howl as <clears throat> some wind from Lake Denishir up in the north just causes a flurry of snow to just side, side swipe you on your exit. And it's just like, <clears throat> you get snow all up in your face. And as you look to see where the wind generated from, it's from the lock and the immediate vicinity that you can see is frozen over. The harbor, some boats are stuck within ice. Very far down the way, you can maybe just see an inkling of some non-frozen water, but it is very much all encased in water. And as you look up, you see that very familiar sign as you entered the wet trouts. A similar trout to what you saw um, hanging on the wall, but it is a painted effigy of it with some water dripping down. And it almost gives the icicles that are hanging off of it a little extra character as it creaks in the wind. And as you look out above or around the town, you notice compared to the liveliness of the tavern, the streets are none of the joviality very much everybody is huddled in thick furs. You can't see any faces. They've got goggles and scarves covering every bare inch of skin. Where you're like, I, you, they just seem like little, they all kind of look like a czar. <laughs> um, but moving about with a bit more purpose and a little less mass in terms of fur. And as Donovan gets hit with that, that wind and looks around and then sees all of the people dressed like fully encased in clothes. He's like, oh, oh, right. And he puts on his coat. <laughs> Forgot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and as you all are standing there in the open, you see Hilm kind of the dwarf wrapping herself in and putting a hat on and putting some goggles. It's like, all right, we gotta make our way all the way to the other side of town to the White Lady, and then we can uh, have our chat, shall we? Mm -hmm. Very good. Sure, sure. Let's go. Please. Please. Hey. So she begins to lead you through, and because you have a guide within East Haven, you're able to make your way to the White Lady in quite easily. Um, as you're walking through again, there isn't that many people out and about. There are a couple who are like, "I want to socialize." outside today but they're very much all wrapped up um you see every now and then you know someone of the non non-elven non-human non um dwarf races you can see like halflings every now and then um you see maybe one or two goliaths in your time passing by but they're all pretty um pretty what's the word I'm looking for? Pretty rare. But some of them that do pass you, Amoa, kind of give you a head nod as they continue to trudge through the snow. I nod back and sort of rub my uh, my unibrow. Mm -hmm, which is starting to get a little bit crusted with some frost and snow. Kind of um, knocking that out. 
like my gutters, you know, you just gotta make sure that they're. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and as oh, you yeah. walk, um, most of the streets are pretty well taken care of in terms of snowfall. Um, they're pushed to the side, and thankfully, right now the weather is nice comparatively. Um, but Hilm the dwarf, she leads you through a f- couple of alleyways that very much have like one some one and a half foot tall snow that you kind of have to like trudge through and she's like ah shit walks through trudging and it's like up to her hips as she waddles through but eventually you make your way to the white lady inn which compared to the wet trout has a bit more flair of elegance to it Hmm. um looking about you could tell that maybe the wet trout was one of the older buildings, while the white lady has a very different, more refined style. Um, there's a little bit more effort put into the carvings of the wood. And the sign here has a very beautifully painted uh, visage of a lady who's just kind of reaching out and a snowflake within her hand. And Hilm points up, it's like, well, we're here. Your nipples freeze off yet? I'm going to roll perception. <laughs> we have inspiration. Don't, don't forget that. Yeah. 19. Yes. 19. <laughs> Amo, you got nipples? <laughs> I choose not to reply. I just kind of like... Uh, I'm, I'm, oh, no, I'm seeing. I'm like, I'm trying to sneak a peek. Because oh, don't you have like an open thing or no? No, there's, that's not. Oh, it's not open. It, it never like, happened. I would have to. Yeah, there's, there's okay. some stuff there. You just see nose hair. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, right? <laughs> They cut through their leather armor. I, I uh, am observing you doing that, though. I'm like, Elspeth just really self-consciously like crosses her arms over her chest <laughs> and is like, could we just go inside, please? Mm, yeah, play. <clears throat> you step in and again, the refinement travels into the, um, the way that people carry themselves between the two uh, areas. And the white lady in is There's quite a few patrons in there, but it's more subdued. There are some people with ale, and it is... Whereas the White Trout would almost be kind of like a dive bar, this one has more of a lodge feeling to it. And you get the sense that this is more of the inn compared to a tavern. Mm. Now this is a place that I can make home. I would agree with you, Donovan. Is there a um, something, I'm assuming there's probably something to hold uh, coats and or stuff by the door then in this place? Mm-hmm. There is yeah. like, if you've ever been to like a ski lodge, they kind of have like the wooden ones off to the side where also some lower area where you can place some extra stuff, but mainly for coat racks and stuff that a lot of the hangers are uh, occupied, but you do find enough to carry your stuff. And Azar one of the first places you've been in where you're like, this is passable. It, it's not, it's warm. <laughs> it's not hot, but it is, yeah, no. it's All warm. Right. All right. Yeah. She'll, she'll like pop, pop, pop and a coat comes off and then another coat comes off and then another coat comes off and you finally see this like regular clothes, bright, bright yellow a little bit of gold and trim, and it's the first time you can actually notice that Azar is female. 
No, uh, 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 yeah. Nothing. I've been presumptuous, that's all. I, 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 I lean over to uh, uh, Renner. I'm like, is that a different dialect that he's speaking? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what's going on, but... Huh, whatever. And then he'll take off his um, tattered little cape and he'll throw it on one of the hooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you mind if we ask, is there, is there a bar in the room? Um, so there is, uh, let me quickly. Okay. So what you see in this, it's a, um, there's a stairway up towards your left. Um, that would, that leads up into the rooms and you see a little desk, um, further back and into the right. Right now, what you guys are in is more of like a common area Mm. and very much in that lodge style. It has a few tables and few nicer pieces of furniture. Um, that aren't just pure wood. Some of them actually have a bit of cushion to them. Um, and from what you can see, there are f- numerous people occupying different areas. There is a couple tables still open. And by the desk, you see a much older um, human proprietor. And from what you can see, she has longer um, white hair that's kind of tied down into two pigtails and she's going off into her books looking down on a couple or in a bit of a words pair of glasses that kind of just rest at the end of her nose um you can also see that there is another door that leads off into a back room are, are we um is it okay to speak in the open or should we uh Get away from prying eyes. Ah, nonsense. And then uh, Renner will gesture. I'm assuming there's a space where there's a table available mm-hmm. for all of us. There's... And so we'll gesture and be like, come. And then to the, what's the dwarf's name? I'm so sorry. What was her name? Oh, you have not asked her name yet. Oh. Uh, we just well, follow random people. Yes, dwarf. Strange. He'll really say this. He'll be like, all right, dwarf. So tell us about these murders that you've been seeing in town. As he likes kind of walks and strides towards the, uh, the table. Uh, what is your armor class? Um, sixteen. Sixteen months. Yeah. You just feel a kick happen at the back of your knee, and you just kind of double over as Hiln walks past you. All right, we got a table right here. She doesn't even acknowledge. Just kicks you right in the between the 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 knee joint in the back, (laughs) and you just like bend. Well, I yeah, won't quite understand. I won't. Renner doesn't understand what happened, but we'll go and follow the uh, dwarf. Mm-hmm. And to your condiment, Donovan, she takes you to like the back corner area where there's a table that seats comfortably all six of you. Hmm. Very good. <laughs> I sort of do a little like shimmy dance in my seat, like, oh, <laughs> do all inns come with great seats like this? Only the finest of inns, like this one. I like it. De- definitely not like the other place we were at. Uh, Elspeth is just presuming that everybody else has like introduced themselves and solved all these problems, so she's gonna like just walk up, try to again get kind of a table where she can sort of face the main part of the room, and, and just be like, "Sorry, I think I'm a little behind." Elspeth Lindquist, pleasure to meet you. 
and offer to shake with the dwarf. Oh, pleasure. Takes your hand. Gives you two good shakes and then let's go. Oh, yes. Um, sorry, I, I think I might have missed what exactly is going on other than murder, but... um, hmm. <laughs> Murder? Murder. My name is... Oh, yeah, words. My name is Hlin. 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 H-L-I-N. Hlin. Hlin. You know, you spell it just like it sounds. Exactly. That's why it's easy. You know, Dwarfish really isn't that difficult to learn once you've heard... Never mind. She looks at you and begins speaking in Dwarvish. It's like, you speak Dwarvish. Uh, Elspeth replies back, her accent's probably not that great because she mostly learned it from a book, not from speaking with someone, but her verbiage is actually quite good. And she's just, well, I I, I try. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it could be better. Hmm. Gives a nod of approval. Anyway, to catch up on our uh, Elvish friend here. Yeah. I'm paying you to, <clears throat> excuse me, track down one Sephic Cultural. All right. Runs with the Torg company. Hired by Torg Icevane, he runs security. Now, I don't know where Torg's is right now at the moment. Traveling merchant. But I'm sure you're able to find a few people who could possibly treat you in the night in the right direction being here in east haven you don't have to worry about going north or or north south east west whichever direction you just have to start heading west because we're at the farthest end of the 10 towns but hopefully you can find someone to help you so the um sorry the 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 last killing where was that that actually happened in Bryn Shander. So the first one was here? First one was here. And then they made their way to Targus. And then Bryn Shander. Due to that, it's... Seems like possibly Sephic is killing people while traveling with Torg. And, and is this... That, uh, this- this Torg um, caravan company, do, do they have an office? Uh, the offices. Or do they have places nope. where they typically stay? They stay wherever they can. Uh, but they don't have a set office. They, by way of the uh, dog sleds that they use, they keep everything within their person. Right, you were going to say something about payment. Yes. So, given that the speakers have yet to do anything, and let's just say I was hired by a third party, I will give each of you 50 gold. Kind of to do what exactly? <laughs> Rolls his eyes. Ascertain guilt and kill him. And mm. once you bring me back the proof that he's dead, 
You get all good. Food. All good. We can totally do this. Yep. Does it all count on if I watch one of these guys kill this person? Or do, do I need to physically also? Well, I'm assuming one of you will kill him because that tends how it goes. But I'm assuming with your uh, large form, you could at least punch him and crush him with a rock, maybe? Awful presumption, but okay. Uh, perhaps if we um, brought him in for justice instead, and and, and uh, then you said we have to ascertain ascertain guilt. That that seems like something a judge would would do. Here's the thing: you involve the authorities, you don't get any payment. But I don't understand. Is this is this is normal for? land dwellers to and he'll kind of actually be not just talking to the dwarf but everyone else like is this is this a way that people resolve their differences up here because i'm not used to this the uh, yeah where i'm where i come from yes this is ah. often how it's done Court killing is actually quite common in certain areas um not necessarily sanctioned of course but um ah is it within the law Whose law, specifically? Actually, you be yes. Uh, the law uh, of the land? So sort of what... what... <laughs> Sorry? Sort of a broad question. Uh, Donovan, you seem to know more about this than... Uh, we're from the church. We don't really... We deal with the, the other side of the after-the-death portion thing. Ah, right. Um, uh, I mean, laws across the Sword Coast uh, vary differently. Baldur's Gate, for example, is a terrible, horrible place. Uh, murder is quite common. Hmm. In fact, there are gods to murder there that just go around and, and their servants kill people. It's terrible. Huh. I, I went to Baldur's Gate once. This happened a lot. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Someone kills someone, someone has someone else killed that person. Someone has someone else killed that person. Yeah, it never seemed to really stop. It was... Oh, mm-hmm. all right. Well, on with the killing. <laughs> well, uh, so um, you say we're not, if we involve the authorities, then we don't get any money. Yeah. Are you sure this is on the up and up? I mean, if we find out that he did it, and I don't see any problem with it. The people said that the people in charge aren't doing anything, so it's a problem. We may as well fix it, right? She just looks around, right? But I, I, let's 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 talk to this guy, this um, uh, Sephic Sikrol, and get him to admit guilt. Right. May I ask? You said that you were hired by a third party. Who is this third party? If I told you, I wouldn't get my price, <clears throat> my piece of the money. So, no, I'm not going to tell well, you. Zara will uh, look back to uh, Renner's like, it's probably one of the people that he killed. They gave her the money so that we, she can get someone to kill him. And it's, yeah, yeah. He killed ah. someone. Someone have someone killed them. And then maybe someone will pay them to kill us. I don't know. Oh, great. We're in it. <laughs> right. How much did they pay you? 
that will not be privy to you either. Hmm. Um, and then Renner's going to kind of lean into Elspeth and be like, I've not encountered dwarves before. Are they always this cross? Um, I, I mean, I think anybody might be cross given that, um, you know, people are getting murdered arbitrarily and the towns are under a frozen permanent winter at the whims of apparently a rather violent goddess. I didn't realize. Um, so I guess we just sort of knuckle down and get on with it. Um, I don't particularly want to be involved with any killing, but as long as uh, guilt is ascertained and uh, perhaps I could um, have permission from all of you to make sure some rites are properly performed once we're done, um, that would be, that seems all right, I guess. Um, after all, judgment is not ours, but the world beyonds, yes? Well, yes, sure. uh, Helen, uh, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll do this. Uh, we will head off, we will find the Suffolk, uh, and uh, everything will be taken care of. Excellent. Do we get payment of, some payment up front for our troubles as we have to grease some palms? And you see Huen look around. Don't worry, I'm saying you're wrong too. Huen, um, reach into her pocket and she pulls out 10 gold for each of you. Hmm. All right. Oh. There's 10 now. Say it's an investment. You each get your 40 after it's done. And you'll be here? Yeah. It's fucking cold outside. Don't feel like going elsewhere. I understand. Well, sort of leans in and is like, if I forego the rest of my money and help them do this, can I stay at this inn anytime I want? That's not up to me. I don't own the fucking place. Oh. Could you ask someone? Sure. Thank you. I can ask. He's just you're, you're sort of satisfied with that and just kind of settles back in his seat. <laughs> Looks at everyone, you know, just sort of acknowledges. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, th uh, thank you. Uh, we need to strategize on, on our next step. So if you don't mind. All right. Well, I'll be here. Points upwards, walks over to the counter and starts chatting with uh, the old, older lady there. Right, Tom whispers in, like, this is weird. This is odd. So nobody else just gets approached to go on a contract hit on a killer. That's not a normal thing for any of you, I presume. Mm. Mm. I can't say I, I usually just beat uh, people up so I've not heard of this but uh, at the same time I don't think that we know this person's guilt oh certainly not I'm very uncomfortable with most of this situation to be <laughs> quite frank T <laughs> as he goes It is. <laughs> is there a tea? Uh, Donovan gets up and goes and gets around a tea for everybody. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that one will be 
So they give it to you in a nice pot that can serve several several cups. So five silver. And All as you right. drink it, it's it's some nice it's some nice tea. Ooh. Warms you up inside. Um, it's an interesting mix for this one. It kind of has like that minty sensation that cools, but afterwards it just warms your stomach. Down. Mm, that's nice. Lovely. All right. Well, I don't know about you all, but I'm down for whatever, as long as we can find out or try and get a little bit more information about this evil deity as we trip do our travels. Well, if if this person they're sacrificing humans or others to this frost maiden um perhaps they actually know more uh, ah. where where are they where are they leaving these people naked in the tundra perhaps we could stake that out and ah. get killed by a god that doesn't sound like fun hmm. Hmm. i'm for it you're here <laughs> you too. Well, I, I guess we need to find where they are now. I, I yeah. suppose, as, as a first step, finding this traveling merchant isn't necessarily a bad plan, even if we don't pursue killing someone arbitrarily. Um, they do travel around all of ten towns. They're going to bound to have more information than any of us currently do. Um. I know I'm here looking for information and people who might have seen other people. So seems a viable first step. Yes. What was the city we, that they, she, this Sethic was last seen in? Do we remember? She said they were, were last in Brinshander. Brinshander. Wonderful. And then uh, Renner's going to stand up, walk over towards the lady at the front where the kiln mm-hmm. is. Um, and kind of, even if they're talking, we'll kind of step to the side of him and be like, excuse me, shopkeep. Uh, can you please direct me to... And you feel another ahead. kick in your right knee bringing you <laughs> down and your head just <laughs> hits the counter. And Clint's just standing there, still chatting. What are they <laughs> chatting about? <laughs> um, make me a perception check. As you were making your way over. Yeah. 21. 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of shooting the shit. Um, Lynn was just talking about how she hired that table over there. Um, how it's fucking cold all the time. General. General chatting. Nothing of real big import. Okay. Well, then after being kicked, we'll just become like... <laughs> stare at him be like, and then look back at the lady just be like excuse me do you have a map of the area and then pull out a gold coin oh yes okay um, one second Lynn looks down rummages through oh, I gotta go check in the back one second <laughs> great this is gonna be awkward um, still holding a gold coin just kind of look over at him 
And actually what he will do is he'll look over at Hilm and then he's going to let out, a, it's like a whistle noise, but it's more like, like, a, um, like a whistle you'd hear between a, a whale and a dolphin. Like, a, like, I can't do it, but like this mm-hmm. awkward, loud whistle noise while he's just staring at Hilm. <laughs> what he's doing, and just so we all know, he's trying, it's normally uh, like a sign of communication. So it's like you're able to kind of pick up on vibes from someone underwater but obviously i'm assuming it's not picking up anything from from... the table oh (laughs) yeah you hear it (laughs) this is awkward like when looks at you crosses the arms was that some mating ritual (laughs) don't flatter yourself Mm. and (laughs) mother you just gotta turn and just look she's kind of like giving you eyes up or not even too up. I'm like a little bit down. She's a little bit shorter than you. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that Napoleon complex is even grander here. <laughs> and then after a moment, the old lady comes back. He's like, I've got an older one here. If you want to take a look and kind of rolls it out. And if you see here, we're at East Haven. And then if you follow the East Way, which if you read, it says east because it leads east to East Haven. <laughs> <laughs> the old generation was quite a quite a funny lot. Thank it? you, shopkeep. And then we'll put the coin down on the thing and then grab the parchment from under what she's explaining. And then mm-hmm. and the, the... she's still explaining. And as you look, and then you take off. <laughs> and then we'll just kind of walk back to the group. Um, and actually, probably will hand it to Elspeth because he now has <laughs> attributed her to the, the one with the knowledge. He's like, here's a map. Do you, Let us find where to travel to next. So as you look, let me see if I can get a good map for you all. Um, yeah, as you look, East Haven is pretty much by itself along the east way on the eastern side. And then it basically goes west from where you are at and um, branches off to north and south, as well as going further west. And uh, this is me clarifying to make sure that I've tracked correctly with what we've heard so far. We are in East Haven, and the three murders occurred, the first one in Targos, the second one in Brinchander, and then the most recent one in East Haven? Most, uh, the earliest one was East Haven, Targos, and then the most recent was Brinchander. Okay, so it jumped over great just making sure i'm reading this map correctly (laughs) um all right well um seems that we're here and um the last known murder occurred in brinchanda so we could ostensibly head there and talk to people maybe pick up some clues or um see if we happen to run into these traveling merchants traveling this way it seems like they might do some sort of loop i don't really know exactly how how things work around here with their travel routes given the ice and the snow and the everything um uh or we can stay here i believe they said they travel by um dog sled shouldn't be that hard to spot then there probably are established routes we could uh, look into certainly i mean the east way has a name so i'm going to make the presumption that it's probably the most traveled route 
that tends to be pretty usual for maps. Yes? Um, I suppose it's just a matter of whether we want to stay here and look for clues here, or whether we think we ought to uh, move on to Brinchander. What time of day is it? <laughs> so, it's midnight. you all have been within <laughs> ten towns and the Icewind Dale for relatively decent amount of time to understand that time is really hard to keep track of um just because of how dark it is um by the time you exited from uh the wet trout and came here let's say it's about 3 p.m and as you look out the windows that are here it's dark dark (laughs) (laughs) also i did put up a map in roll 20 if anyone is looking oh Oh. I was looking at a different map. This is Same. much easier. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Oh boy. Right. Well, so, so if they're traveling, so do you think they're going to one of the nearby towns or so we try to catch them in Brinchand? Do you think they're still there, maybe? If they were last in Brinishanda and they are moving, they're either going back to Targos, where they seemed to be prior, or possibly headed back here to East Haven, or going north to Termalane would be the most logical routes to take currently. Hmm. Uh, and you do, uh, I, I don't know if I gave you this information. Uh, the murder in Brinishanda was three days ago. I did have that somewhere. Okay. Do. Well, hmm. we should probably find out how long they stay. Maybe ask people here, like, do they stay a day or a week? Or... Hmm. Sure. Yes. I mean, it does. Uh... <sighs> we got to get rid of Helen. I'd be happy to oblige. What do we need? <laughs> Where do we need Helen to go? No, I mean, uh, perhaps uh, is there other shops or places that we can uh, uh, inquire about deliveries of the Torg people place? Hmm. I mean, there are are other shops and and inns about that we could go inquire with here in East Haven. Um, We just have to figure out if any of them are open. It's so terribly difficult to tell what time of day it is. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, um, excuse me. And he gets up and goes over to Helen. Uh, uh, uh. By this time, Helen has finished their conversation and has moved off. Like, out of the inn? Um, probably upstairs. Okay. Uh, so I will ask the, the bartender. Um, so we are doing some investigations and um, Deliveries that happen. The, the what is this? The the Torga Ice Vein runs this delivery company. How long do they stay around after deliveries? Oh well, um, huh, I don't really do business with them. I got a more um steady supply with uh, some folks in town, but. You know, if you're out into the other more farther reaches of Ten Towns, certainly a traveling merchant would be most helpful. Able to bring some goods in and out. Right, so that, so they travel more of the uh, smaller towns. 
Uh, to my knowledge, I think so. I mean, they would have very steep competition here with all the established uh, shops in East Haven. Hmm. Very good. All right, then. He back, just backs away slowly. Okay! <laughs> Halfway back, turns around, walks back. Nope, I learned nothing. Oh, oh wait, no. I, I learned that... Uh, the the merchants that we're looking for typically go to the smaller towns. Makes I believe sense. they yes. So, so maybe we should go to the next the nearest town. Maybe off maybe. to uh, Brinchander or Goodmead. I think uh, heading to Bryn Shander is probably a best, a good idea, and maybe along the way we see what else happens. Oh man, that's all the way over there. Um, can I make some sort of uh, maybe like a history check or something to see how how much I know about the area as far as like which towns would be most likely to have dealings with these merchants or something um... like that. It's okay if not. I, that's I would a stretch, say I only no, know a little because bit about it's the more area. of a local okay. economy it's kind a of deal. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And since none of you are from 10 towns, um, I don't think you would have remotely heard of uh, Torgs. Great. Well, I do have a question for um, the lady over there. Uh, have you come, you've come back, Donovan, yeah? Yes. Uh well, maybe just in general. I'm curious where they found the body of this character, this person that was sacrificed, because I'm wondering if there are clues there that would lead us to where we need to go or where or what from they would be. The sacrificed person or the murdered person? The murdered person, excuse me, the murdered person. Didn't he say he was in the woods? I thought he was in the woods. Maybe he went to the woods and died to somewhere else. Clint has left. You said. Did you want to go back to the, to the, to the trout and ask the man? Uh, I I suppose we could. But was it news here? Was it news here? I, what? I guess was it? Was maybe. it? Uh, and then he frustrated Renner will just kind of get up on the not on the table but he'll like stand up and be like excuse me are there people in the area oh there are some and yeah. they're all kind of like looking up from their mugs and be like excuse me yes hello Renner from the Sea of Moving Ice um has anyone here does anyone here know about the murder that has recently happened within the past three days of your quaint town oh you're talking about branch and oh, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Bryn Shander. No, we, uh, when did our murder happen? East Haven, uh, that was about two, 10 days ago. So about, um, do you know what a 10 day is? So that was 10 days. So two oh, of them. So I a fortnight before. Excellent. <laughs> right. Sorry, I forgot. Okay. Um, thank you. No problem. <laughs> let's let's go to Brinchanda, folks. I don't know. <laughs> um, is there a newspaper rack in this 
area um, or a place with magazines <laughs> i don't know what level of classy this inn is or what the literature of yeah, is there a bulletin uh, board Haven is like. <laughs> murders in your area <laughs> tear one yes the black diamond peak is closed due to an ongoing murder investigation <laughs> you um oh, man not necessarily like uh, a message board, but you do see on um, one part of the wall, kind of like, um, how should I say it? There's a board that, that's very much like ski conditions, Correct. but like for the general area where it's like trying to predict the weather, trying to predict the weather, ugh, excuse me, trying to predict the weather. And as you look at it, make me... Make me just a straight intelligence check for uh, Elspeth. Great. I have that. I just have to double check what my modifier is. Uh. At this point, Amoa has sort of like, because he's been staring at the ceiling for as long as he has been, has sort of drifted <laughs> off into a nap. Uh, Adorable. And he's just like super cozy amongst these these folks, and totally feels safe. So, and and the hook that normally la- sits right here is sort of like off to the side. Like, <sighs> uh, I'm I would like to use um guiding bolt, sleight of hand <laughs> to lift up his shirt. And see if there are nipples on the inside. I was so concerned. All right. Uh, roll me a sleight of hand while you do that. Um, Elspeth, when you look at the weather <laughs> reports of that's on there, as well as some previous days, that's perfect. <laughs> Matt 20. <laughs> We're going to know. Oh, my God. We're oh. going to know. Well, there is no... Uh, um, how do I implement the cards? Oh, we, I, I don't think I... Oh, they need to be added. Yeah. Well, bollocks. Uh, I've got the, I've got a physical deck here. Okay, you go grab that physical deck. Um, Elfbeth, Elfbeth. Wow, Elfbeth. the tongue is not working today. <laughs> Elspeth, when you look at it, there are some um, reports of weather um, of the previous days. And you look at it, and you think back, and you look at it again, it's like, they're kind of accurate. Great. Okay. And uh, uh, once I find out, I'm going to keep that a secret. Great. So you... <laughs> Amoa, do you have nipples? Just send it in the chat, in the in the Zoom chat, so no one <laughs> yes. will know. No one will know except for Thomas Donovan. Do I, yes. do I, you can uh, message it straight to yeah, Thomas. Straight to Thomas. And so, yeah. And so, at some point, no one will know. This not campaign, even me. Yeah, I will not even know. In this campaign, <laughs> we'll just hear Donovan go yes or no in the middle of like something, and we'll know. <laughs> this card may be handed to the GM at any time for the following benefit: one d8 after making a skill or attack roll. Okay, and that can be used by anybody, by the way, not just Thomas. Yes. Um, Why, like, do I wake up from this? It is so sneaky and so feather light, okay. you don't even feel it. 
I'm just dream. So I'm just sort of like I feel like I'm dreaming. <laughs> uh, and then and I kind of lay my uh, I lay my coat over you as you're sleeping. Oh. Keeping you warm <laughs> after violating your privacy. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah. So what is it that you always do? Uh, do we know how long it would take to get to Brinchander? So James was super smart and he Googled um, if anyone did a quick sheet. And let's see. So Brinchander to East Haven is 14 miles. Normally you travel at three miles per, um, per hour, but because of the snow, you're usually doing half that unless you're able to get faster means of transportation. So technically, let's see, 14 miles. So that would be um, About 10 hours. four and a half, but then times that by two. So nine hours. Yeah, nine to 10. Yeah. On foot. Yes. So you would be out in the snow if you, or you could push for an extra hour and be a Brinchander. Do we, do we feel like it's nap? I mean, it's nap time, obviously, for Hamon. Um, should... Uh... Is, is, is it night? I don't know. It's always night. It's always dark and cold here. It's a dark terrible place. Um. <laughs> yes? Were you going to say something, Elspeth? I, no, it just... I was hoping I could find some sort of local news information the weather predictions seem to be remarkably accurate which is quite stunning given how absurd everything else is in this area but um i was hoping i could find perhaps any sort of news reports about the murders or anything of that nature but again if the authorities aren't did you want to talk to the people over there they seem nice i'm i'm willing to try but talking to people isn't really my Oh, come on. Strong suit. And as Ari does not take you by the hand, just lead you over to the strangers. Aww. <laughs> oh, hello there. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yes. Um, over... She wants to speak to you. Oh, that's super nice. Hello. Hello. Your town is quite lovely, although rather oh, dark. Oh, that the truth? It does make telling time difficult, but I'm getting used to that. Um. Oh, you're not from around here. Okay, uh, one second. Steps over, looks at the window. Yeah, it's probably around 3 p.m. That is amazing. Thank you. You have no idea how helpful that is. Oh, I mean, when you live here for so long underneath a never-ending winter, you, lo- you learn to make do. Oh, of course, yes. It's like how we use the, the candles in the church to keep track of the prayer types. That's beside the point. Um... There have recently been some deaths in this area. We Oh yeah, it's a right real tragedy. It's quite a shame. And um given that uh my companions and I may be doing some traveling soon, we were wondering if there was anything we should look out for or be aware of. Um we've heard we also heard there was something about um traveling merchants. There was some... Oh, you're talking about, uh, oh, I got their name. What is their name? Oh, it starts with a T. The, the Torgs? Torgs? Torgs, yes, 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 yes. Oh, yeah, they're a traveling merchant company. 
Yes. Do they have a do they have a regular schedule? Because we thought, well, they're going to know the best way of traveling, and if we're also traveling, perhaps we should follow whatever they're, route they're traveling. Hmm. Or, or, or do you know who we could talk to about that? I I, I understand they don't come here that often because you know. Oh, they don't really come here that often. You know, all of that competition. They're real smart. Real smart about the economics and all. Um. Yeah, they'd probably go to one of the smaller towns to at least drop off. They'd probably pick up goods here or something. Of course. Uh, which, which towns around here would be the smaller towns that they'd be more likely to go to? Oh, I mean, Goodmead's pretty small and Duggan's Hole's pretty small. Kerkonig's kind of small, but we don't like to talk about Kerkonig. Oh, not, not a great place to go. Perhaps we should avoid that. Oh, yeah, no. Being on Loch Danish here and all, they really try and fight us for that uh, trout exportation. Of course. Clearly, you all are going to come out ahead on that. Oh, certainly. We got the best fishers here south of the Loch Danish here. Quite excellent. That's been somewhat helpful, and I do appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Have a lovely evening, and we'll just like oh, certainly. zoom back to the original table. Well, your <laughs> friend there is a real quick one, ain't she? Oh, uh, yes, she's my friend. Yes. Oh, that's she's real nice. Thank you. You're very helpful. Oh, no problem. And Have a great day. Just make your way back. Thank you. You will find it in the Elspeth's like, see, it's not that bad. Just fine. <laughs> so I've got the names of some small towns, <laughs> and um, <laughs> apparently, if we're going to get into the fishing industry, we're going to be in competition with Care Conic. Right. Good to know. Well, right. He did say that they might be going to Goodmead or Dugan's Hole, you know, the smaller places between ah. Brinchander and here. Ah, how long would it take to get there? The good based on the map. Excuse me, based on the map. <laughs> um, East Haven to Goodmead is nine miles, so that would be uh, six hours. Ah, and from Goodmead to. Duggan's hole is four and a half, so that would be nine, uh, so three hours extra. So six and then three extra hours by foot. Ah. Well, personally, I have yet to get to Goodmead. I've been through Brinchander and Targos and a lot of the same. Um, maybe we should see what lies for us in Goodmead and see if they have made their way they, there yet to deliver their goods. I suppose so. Um, I, I guess I'm d down for anything, and uh, if I'm traveling in a group, then it's uh, that much easier. Yes? Hmm. Quite. And then we'll, not intentionally, but like kind of poke at Amoa again. <laughs> wake up. <laughs> he sort of wakes up with a Okay. <laughs> is he laughing <laughs> in his sleep, or is he awake? Um, Mr. <laughs> Sir Amoa, I believe that we are going to be on the move. We're going to go to um, Goodmead. Okay. Oh, which is a town. Oh, okay. West of here. All of us? I Mid believe so. Great. 
He takes out his uh, he takes off his his uh, uh, what do you call that? His his hook and like lays it on the table and says, "I I had a dream that we found warm climate, and in my tribe, we put our hands on this hook and we have a vow to watch over each other." And sort of extends it out, just sort of like inviting you to put your hands on it. Hmm. Uh, Donovan is quick to, mm, of course. And it start like the little runes in it start to kind of like glow a little bit oh. as soon as Donovan touches it. Oh, oh my. Uh, Elspeth kind of real hesitantly, like with her, with her left hand kind of like reaches up for her like amulet and 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 kind of puts one hand on that and then just real hesitantly puts just like two fingertips on the hook and a very weak glow sort of like <laughs> emits from the room <laughs> like, oh oh all right he's already just looking at the other two uh venerable kind of just like look at it and look up at a mo and be like hmm is it sharp? And then kind of like wink, <laughs> wink at him a little bit. You see, you see, you see the middle part of his unibrow sort of like jump, like woo. And then just he'll kind of like roll his eyes and be like, I'm assuming this is a custom. And then he'll just kind of put his hand on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll just grab a hold of it. Like, okay. <laughs> and, and all the runes sort of like light up. And he's like, all right. Thank you for letting me nap. And like, Reattaches the uh, the hook around his neck again. Where to? Was was that it? Was, was yeah, something supposed to happen? Did you expect gold? Uh, well, as I... long as we didn't accidentally open a portal or something, I'm quite all right with whatever. Nope, just the portal to my heart. Oh, oh God! <laughs> he says as he kind of like slowly walks away and picks up all the. The coats that we've left, you know, kind of strewn about. And sort of holds it out, you know, for each person. Grabs, grabs the coat. All right. Well, we're traveling, huh? Yes, off to Goodmead. I need to pee first. All right. Do you already have all your clothes on? <laughs> yeah. Everything's <laughs> on. Everything comes back off. Just like, spill us off. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, young lady. Uh, where do you need to go? Where you're going? Need to pee. Oh, if you go upstairs and then all the she's, way down. She's gone. <laughs> okay. She had to go. <laughs> I feel like I should have offered to go with. That's a thing that girls are supposed to do, isn't it? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I just go whenever I want to, you know, in the ocean. Anyway, um... Is that, a, is that a cultural custom? Or is that... Oh, it's just natural. You just go when you need to go, right? Fascinating. Notebook. Pencil. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Azar takes forever, but eventually comes back. Mm-hmm. And as and you come down, you kind of bump into the phone. <laughs> She's like, oh. All right. Back to her and room. as she gets dressed, uh, she puts on her, her scarf. You see, she puts on a scarf, casts a spell, puts her gloves on, casts a spell, puts her boots on, casts another spell, and then starts putting on all her coats. 
Excellent. So you all step out of the White Lady Inn. Um, the, the town of East Haven is yours, unless you wish to go travel. How are you going about that? Hawken? Yes, because I assume that we, I, yeah, I think, I feel like um, uh, Renner does have a sense of direction just because he's been kind of hanging out in this area trying to, on his own little quest. I, I don't know if Elspeth, where she came from, but, um, or I don't I know which. I think I came through the same way you did. Okay, got it. I came from the north. So I came from up north and then I would have down. come up from the south, but through the oh, same gotcha. series of towns. But I gotcha. think I came up from the south. Okay. Uh, so if we know kind of generally where Goodmead is, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I feel like it's a bit like, shall we? I mean, we've all eaten. We've all drank. We've all relieved ourselves. So perhaps maybe we should just... Uh, Start the journey. What do you say? Put one foot in front of the other. Absolutely. Point. Sure. Yeah. I'll take the lead as I uh, I head off and at about 200, 300 feet out, Donovan realizes that he has not put his coat on yet. And oh, oh, right. He puts his coat on. <laughs> puts his coat on. And as you all start to make your way out onto the western side of East Haven, you pass by a couple people with giant birds with faces that their beaks are almost axe-like. And you just hear that. And the people are just trying like, come on, come on, you're going, you're going. As they pass by you, two of them just going. Are they humanoid? No, these are large bird creatures. Oh, okay. But they are being led by two, um, two humanoid people, and you just see giant three splayed feet smacking into the snow as they walk past. I sort of like ask. Where are you taking those? It's hard to ask out loud. Oh, we're taking them to the stables over there. Can you ride those? Oh, certainly. They really help with all the snow. You see these uh, good old feet there? They're nice and white. Keep them on top of the snow. Can we have some? Oh, if you're buying, sure. Well, can we borrow them for a while? We have to go to good meat. Oh, unfortunately, the last time I let someone borrow one of my good old friends here, they didn't come back. Do you have perhaps okay. a, a rental program? We we rent them here. We drop them off in the stables there. Something of that nature. Unfortunately, you know, I didn't get back my good old little ex speak here. This is Pecky. It has a name. Lovely. Yeah, oh. Pecky. And as moment they say Pecky, Pecky just starts going at the head. It's like, oh, Pecky, no, we got company. Pecky, no, no loving right now. Pecky pets him down. How how many do you have, and what is the going rate for one of these creatures? All right, now we got uh, we got a good six in the stable right now, and I believe let me check right now. They are of a certain cost to them. Do they all of have which names? I will relay in one moment. Oh my god! 
And how fast can they run or walk with the rider from town to town? Uh, let me see here. One second. Where did it go? And do they fly? Oh, no, Pecky here. And they, like, um, pat the wings. They ain't really got much of a flying sort. Um, let's see. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So one of these will be 50 gold pieces. But what they can do for you is they make sure you get across the way real easy. And if we're talking numbers here, they would make your ride um, basically the same as normal walking distance in less harsh conditions. So to have your time. Are we about to squat up with giant bird creatures? Uh, The question is, do these giant bird creatures look like one of them could hold two of us? Like, say, if... Elspeth, who's not super large, doubled up with Azar or Renner, who are also not very large, and Donovan doubled up with the other one, and we gave Amoa his own because he's a big boy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me see here. Let me see if I type in. (laughs) Let me see here while I look over my uh, X speaks carrying capacity. (laughs) Let's see. Um, 14 times 15. So, and piece of burden. So they could do... 210. 210, but they're also... They can carry as if they are large. So that's 420. 420, thank you. Oh, we'd be fine if we doubled up then. Yeah, let's all hop on one. (laughs) (laughs) So we need three of these majestic beasts. Oh, well, I mean... It looks like the poofy one there and the shorter one there pointing at Renner. It's like, you guys could all get together and then maybe uh, you find gentlemen and lady could share one. And I'm sorry, big guy, but you're going to have to share one on your own. Right. That's fine. Three. That's, that is what he said. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's all right. Math is difficult in these weather conditions um yes, in the so, north. um should we follow you to the stables then to perform the transaction or oh certainly because we only got two here and then we gotta get you another one right, sounds great let's go where's the stable Alrighty, follow me and you start they start heading you down southeast and you pass by different buildings again you see in east haven the evolution and like this outer area kind of has m- much more newer buildings. Not as fine as the White Lady Inn, but um, different construction. And as you get there, you find yourself in a pretty sizable stable um, off onto the western side, or eastern side, excuse me. Eastern side, there's a larger building with um, paddocks. And you see about, with these, I said two. So there's about five of them currently right now in individual little paddocks and you see a couple actually smaller ones running about in this fenced field oh well yeah um i'm sorry but pecky here is a real dear and i really don't want to give her up but the rest of them are for you to choose i'm gonna go start bowing to (laughs) axbeak you're bowing to them Uh, i've read this is what you are supposed to do Ah, <clears throat> and then hearing that from Donovan, Renner will then start going up to them and bowing as well. Yeah, and I, 
uh, upon observing this, Emma quickly also adopts the, the bow to each God, This group is the funniest group. <laughs> Elspeth is like hunting down. She pulls out yet another notebook from a different pocket starts <laughs> flipping through to see if she has any notes on this. Um, Amoa, what is your armor class? And Donovan Chambers, what is your armor class? 12. Uh, these are good questions. 15. You both, as you bow, um, the axe speaks that are kind of just like hovering around at the entrance of the paddocks, just like smack down on your head. Um, and Donovan, you take four damage, and um, uh, Amoa, you take one. It's not like aggressive or anything, but it—they're just like. <clears throat> Apparently, I. Uh, they, one of them tries to do that to you, but you're able to. Quinn prepared you per se, <laughs> in a way to be on your guard a bit more, and you're able to just. Love it. Mm. Oh yeah, well, that one. Why right are you bowing to Sandra? You gotta be careful. She's got a real nasty peck right there. Sandra. Do, do they have do they have a particular I don't know um treat or something that they prefer that would make them a little less peckish? Well if you got some of that uh Oh my god, I just forgot the name trout uh <laughs> it's fish, right? It's fish. <laughs> Knucklehead trout, you know. They really like that stuff. Delightful. Excellent to know. We'll take your three least violent, please. <laughs> um, so what you one? get is you get Snowflake, you get um, Ricky, and you get Boulder. I want Ricky. Ricky. Boulder. Would like Ricky to share Boulder. R-I-K-E. What are they called again? I feel like people know the Axe Speaks. Axe Speaks. Thank you. I'll, I'll join you on Boulder. So whoever, or Amoa does have to ride on his own oh. due to wait. Um, so but then the other four can distribute as they please. So Amoa's taking Boulder. That seems appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you Rock on, Azar? Azar is on Ricky? Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, uh, Azar, do you mind if I join you on Ricky? Of course. So, offer him. Thank you. And we'll hop up on there. Guess we're taking Snowflake then, huh? All right. Uh, yeah. As he looks at Bowler. (laughs) (laughs) I sort of hold my hand out and just to speak and and, uh, sort of slowly stroke and I look back to the group and I go, that's a nice boulder. <laughs> and hop right on. Do that. Everybody who ah. is who, uh, taking the reins of their axe beaks, make me an animal handling check, please. I believe, Espeth, that's you. You want me to drive? I can drive. You can that's drive. I don't think. I don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> uh, we also have to figure out how to take our gold pieces away. For <laughs> Ricky does not three. like me. <laughs> Uh, how many? What is three? It, they were fifty it, each. One fifty divided by five. Each. So twenty-five each. Thirty-five. 30. Or thirty. 30. Excuse me. Math. Math. Thirty-five. Yeah, 35 Sounds each. good. Ooh, okay. Uh... So, um, Daryl here, Daryl is like, okay, um, 
Well, it seems like the lady here is really getting it, but uh, uh, oh, I, um, oh, sorry. And you just see uh, <laughs> Azar and um, Reneth, Renner riding one, and it's just, it is hell on, hell on <laughs> bird. And Amoa, not having the greatest Too many coats. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> goal automatic, really. Um, but... <laughs> As it, it'll take you some time, and they may not be the most um, responsive at times. But the more you spend time with Boulder and Ricky, um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but you are able within it. T- it takes about an hour to like get to a writing position with them, and. Daryl's like, okay, well, um, if you ever need uh, any more X-Speak uh, needs, don't forget to come here and uh, we'll help you out. We're the, uh, we're the Silver Feather, Silver Feather Stable. Thank you. You've been most helpful. Oh, certainly. Just make sure you don't uh, um, tell them because even though they're yours... I, I would appreciate if they uh if they would live. I have a very soft spot in my heart for X beaks. Hmm. What do they eat, by the way? Trout. Hmm. Very good. How much trout per eating per session, and how many sessions per day? Um. So, if you're a uh, how much are trout? Trout's. Like if you get a whole trout, these these suckers are quite large. So that would be about five silver. Um, if you're able to get one of them per day, basically to your um, individual axe beaks, they'll be fine. And you just see uh, Donovan starts to do the do the math in his head, and he's like, mm. <laughs> "Oh yeah, axe beaks get expensive." Um, since Elspeth is like doubled up with Donovan, she's just gonna kind of like smack him a little bit and be like, "It's fine." Does it care right. if it's a dry trout or a wet trout? <laughs> oh no, they ain't picky at all. Except you know, Boulder can have a little bit of digestion issue, so make sure you just keep on a track of what they're eating there. You'd but think the other, you would disclose this before we purchase the beast. But thank but you. But you want to dump these violent ones? Boulder's a huge sweetie. Wonderful. Do you perchance um, provide, I, I don't know, travel packs that we could uh, purchase to make sure that we're set on our way? Or should we stop at a particular market to um, equip up before we head into the frozen wastelands? Oh, I mean, like, I could do anything for your axe speak, but if it's personally for humanoids, well... Count yourself out of luck with Daryl here. <laughs> oh, I was specifically referring to the axe beaks, but uh Oh yeah, point, for we... sure. We got a few packs we can get ya. Um for the three of them. Um so like what what exactly are you looking for in your pack? I just want I just want food. Like I just for want food, food for, them? for the axe beaks to last us like a couple of days because I don't know like if we get snowed in or avalanched on and we need to like last for a couple of days I want to make sure we're not caught without okay so I said five silver for one so that would be gold and a half for all three 
So how many days are you looking for? I would like at least three days worth. At least three days. So that would be four and a half gold. Um, Round it up to five. I'll eat the weird bird <laughs> trout. I come from a church. I live off gruel. <laughs> I'm not picky. So um, when you say that, uh, Daryl's like, okay, um, how about I give you five days worth for five gold? Wonderful. Hand all over. right. And that's for all three of them. I'll throw in a gold for you, too. Oh, that is super sweet. Yeah, not Make for sure you. you. I meant that I was helping Elspeth. Or, I mean, I understand, but it's a very sweet gesture to save friends, making sure they cover it. Ah. I also throw a gold over. Oh, you are just the sweetest group. All right. Uh, Excuse me, and they, like, tap you, (laughs) Renner, and they just, like, kind of whisper, make sure you're, like, they don't, you don't have their, your back to them because I don't know if they would understand if you're food or not. So just make sure you're watching them. And then Renner will slowly like turn to look at one of the whatever one is behind me because I'm on it right now. I'm assuming mm-hmm. what those are. So I'll look to either Boulder or her Snowflake behind me and see. If they <laughs> and their right. big eyes on the sides <laughs> of them just kind of look at you and just like blink, blink, blink. <laughs> <laughs> For, let's get to good mead. I I could use some. Quite. Good mead. Or great mead. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> oh, common humor is so classic. I love it. Daryl opens the gates. You five are able to head off and start making your way westward along the I, east way. I give a good wave to Daryl. Oh yeah, that's it. Thank you, Daryl. Daryl looks at you very confused. <laughs> right. Take care. Thank you. <laughs> and... oh. <laughs> you right off into the <laughs> I give a knowing. I give a knowing look over to Renner. Like we're getting this. Yes. I do understand some of the customs here now in the north. I didn't believe I did. <laughs> so he head west. I said this is going to be a horror campaign, folks. Maybe. It's turning into, yeah, it's going to be a slapstick <laughs> comedy. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's only day one. It's we'll true. learn. It's true. Yeah. So you all start heading down the road. And let's see here. Yeah, the weather predictions was pretty. Um, there's a light cloud coverage you can see as you're leaving East Haven. Even at 3 p.m., the lanterns were already beginning to be lit. And as you travel out into the darkness, it is it is getting quite pitch despite it all. Um, and thankfully, light cloud cover. So there's only like... Um, Somehow, even in the middle of the afternoon, little bits of stars you can see. And it's it's disorientating. You've been here for some time, but still it is it's an odd sight to know it's 3 p.m. and stars are out. Um, but you continue on and it is relatively okay for the first couple of hours. All right. And as you head down on the East Way, um, by that second hour, you 
you hit the fork in the road basically on that map and you see a little signpost where it says up to the north care denival care conig and then to the south goodmead and dugan's hole um does it look like there's been any sort of travel along the road the like east way is yeah. definitely the most travel among 10 towns so there is like a pretty consistent um like sled marks and foot tracks and you have passed by a couple people but nothing of substance yet so as we get to this crossroads are, are there any tracks either north or south oh yeah or, it, it's oh, yeah in the sense that they've been there and there hasn't been any snowfall recently to cover them up can i maybe do a survival check to see how long how for recent sure. Can I can I assist by looking for uh, sled marks specifically? Go ahead. So roll with advantage, sir. I don't know why I'm doing this. Because you had the idea. I was just I'll saying. Just do it twice. Yep. So right. fourteen. Fourteen. So when you look down and you hop off of um, snowflake, right? Yeah, snowflake. You hop off of snowflake. And you look down, it is, it's not like a major thoroughfare in the sense of like carts are passing through and all that, but there's enough traffic that you can see some sled marks, you can see some footprints, but they're all in different directions. Um, we're heading south, yes? Yeah. Good meat, yes. Good meat. All right. I point south is that way. <laughs> I get back on. Very perceptive, Donovan. Yes. Excellent. Thank you. All right. And as you reach, you start to go hitching off on your way again. Um, Azar and Amoa roll me some animal handling checks again. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> oh, we no. do have. Uh... <laughs> We hey, we've got a lot. Is that a one? <laughs> no. I don't think we can't do anything to it, can we? We can't. Not somebody that, that somebody gave bits for the first nat one if it counts for anything, oh, but great. I don't remember how far back it was. Um, Urban Mask gave a thousand bits to the next nat one roll. Hey, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Warren. Um, <clears throat> I, think, I think we should use definitely use the bits on the four. And for a yeah. total reroll, yeah. get a one. Nice. nice. Okay. And we do have a 1d8 that we could add to the nat one. We can? For the card. We can't use inspiration oh. on it, but we can use the card to get it at least to maybe an eight or maybe a nine. I say yes because I, I mean, yeah. I'm for it, you guys. I just don't want, what is it? Boulder to take a bite out of Renner, which I feel like, <laughs> and that one. <laughs> Go ahead and roll a D8, Amoa. <laughs> Given that I didn't even have to re-roll my animal handling check, please use all the things. Oh, to get you guys up, <laughs> man! It's better than oh! that one. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Uh, I don't. I said it was nine hours to get to Duggan's Hole, and it was. Six hours to Goodmead, right? Correct. 
Yeah. But then have that so it's three hours. On foot, so three. Yeah. So, yeah, so three hours, yeah. So it, it took about an hour and a half to get to the crossroads. Um, as you all hitch off and start to go again, Azar having the time being with um, uh, Ricky is just like much more comfortable. Amoa, it seems like Boulder has not had someone of your stature before <laughs> on their per on their bird person. That's thing. kind. That's kind. Um, <laughs> so as you hitch. There's like a moment where Boulder doesn't move, and then you just see it careen down to the north or to the east, and it's just like, <laughs> and you four just see a Moa darting down away from the road. Oh my! Did he see something? What? <laughs> going back home? I think he wants to go back home. Help. Um, also roll me a um roll me a strength check that, who, who is that for that's you okay 11 plus should be oh, able, i have a plus one yeah sorry. plus one so 12 okay you are able to hold on despite <laughs> boulders floundering but you start to go away and i would say because of what you saw, Elspeth, in the chart, you do notice that the weather about is becoming a little less fair. Wonderful. Can I turn <laughs> Snowflake around and go kind of herd Boulder back on track <laughs> with everybody else? Just sort of wave at Renner and I, so I'd be like, just keep going, I'll be right back. And I'm uh -huh. just like steer backtrack and like herd Boulder in with the group. Mm -hmm. Instead of leading, I'll take the rear and sort of like try to steer everybody along. <laughs> and you're able to do that, especially with your quick bond with uh, Snowflake. Um, and you just hear the two Axbees kind of going at just like, <laughs> You'll all get treats when we get to the place, so just keep going. For yes, I know it's very upsetting, but I'd like to get there before the snow gets worse. In hearing Elspeth doing that, Renner, who is gripping onto Azar with all that he can because he's terrified of these things, it's like, does she speak? Does she speak to these creatures? Is she? Do they understand her? I maybe. I, I this is extraordinary. She, I mean, she seems to talk to them, so maybe she, under, maybe they understand her. Oh my god! <laughs> Goes back to gripping. And as you ride further north, um, west, uh, or sorry, excuse me, southwest, um, by your by your estimation, yeah, the weather is getting a little bit worse. The wind is picking up, and the once clear skies are starting to get more clouded within the area. Um, I, you all have, except for Amoa, you all have the same passive perception. So everyone aside from Amoa, make me a perception check. Ooh. And Boulder's under control now, yeah? With Elspeth's guidance to make sure <gasps> shit doesn't Ooh. happen. Ooh! Ooh nat 20. Very nice. Also, what's my car, Thomas? Ooh. Uh, 
We got 1d8 after making a skill or attack roll again. And you get, you act last in the initiative order. Oh, okay. Which is the perfect card. That is the perfect card. Because as you four oh. are riding along the trail, or as, let's see, who actually does see it? Okay, everyone except for Amoa and Azar, as you two are more focused on riding and making sure um, uh, Boulder and Ricky aren't going to be slipping from your grasp, the other three are looking about, and even in the darkness and the picking up wind, you are able to see coasting along some hills nearby. Just one figure, two figures, and they're kind of just running alongside yours. Small, like... <laughs> Smaller. Dogs. Like little... Mm -hmm. I don't know why I don't know why it caught me. And... Like little dogs, eh? <laughs> oh, and I mean, with the 23, 23, 24, you notice um, pack of wolves are running alongside. Do they... Do they look tethered together? Uh, they are not tethered. Oh. Uh, gripping Azar will, who did not see it, will kind of like, not punch her, but like kind of tap her <laughs> and like gesture. Watch your hands, please. What? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, um, I don't mean to be, uh, look, and then point over towards where I see the wolves. Yes, wolves. Oh. Oh. Um, um, Think we cannot run them? I... Uh, can we toss um, trout at them? <laughs> we, we could try. Um, hey, Donovan, uh, any chance that you're uh, proficient with a crossbow? Just uh, in case. No. Uh, as, as you say, he flips his sort of cape back and there's a bow. And he's like, oh, I can shoot a bow. I don't know if I can shoot one from an axe beak. Uh, great, just checking on our possibilities. Um, yeah, I will <laughs> kick a uh, snowflake a little, just very gently to kind of get him going and try to like encourage the rest of the axe beaks to go a little faster. All right. So <laughs> oh. In this case of picking up, I will have all of my. Um, oh. Lead writers, essentially, Amoa, Elspeth, and Azar, do an animal handling check, and we'll do like a group mixture and see what happens. Let's see if the group, as it's together, one. can. It's a 12. Not terrible. 7, yep. 12, and. All right. I have to find my modifier because I don't have this one memorized. And I, I could. Nice. 17. Excellent. I put the DC at 12. That averages out at 12. Um, so all together, you are able to get your Axe Speaks to, in a group, start picking up pace. And I believe... Let's see. How fast do they go? Does not say how fast they go. Well, if we're using you. Okay. So as you push them forward to continue movement, 
Okay. Um, push them forward for movement. The wolves are keeping pace with you all. And you see them slowly trying to like, in a smaller, like a very shallow angle, start pressing closer and closer to you. Um, uh, I'm going to take a shot and just uh, maybe I'll dissuade them. Okay. Um, within this wind, you are shooting at disadvantage at the moment. So I will roll this twice. Short bow. Ooh. Um, a 14. 14, I believe, does. It's a wolf. Oh. It should hit. Yes, it does hit. Go ahead and roll me some damage. Uh, was I an unseen attacker? <laughs> no, you are seen. <laughs> Eight points of damage. Nice. Eight points of damage. Wow. No, you go away, wolf. Go away. <laughs> How loud is the wind? Bad boy. Point, by the way, can we hear each other pretty? You're able to hear okay. each other, but it is picking up at a pretty decent um, decibel. Uh, eight damage. You fire this one off, and you're able to clip one of, or not clip, straight into the shoulder of one of them, and you just hear. A, as it kind of falters a bit, but then tries to keep up with the rest. You did a good shot there. Um, oh, roll me is another. The, is the barkeep here? What was it with that? <laughs> roll me another group animal handling check. Oh, man. Oof. Oh, man. Oof. Don't make those sounds. I don't like those sounds. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, well, first off, we have a plus 1d8 from the card. I think we use that, step one, maybe on the nine. Sure. That tracks. Tossie, you want to roll on 1d8? Nice. Okay. Do we want to re-roll any of the others? Or just let it go? <laughs> Get this fight on. Normally, I'd make a pitch that yeah. I'll re-roll because I've been rolling really well so far, but I also feel like maybe that's a reason to not re-roll because <laughs> I might be cursed now. All right. So far, I've only succeeded at one roll. So, all right. I think I think that's it. I think well, Azar, uh, full re-roll. Okay. Get you it, sure? Azar. Yeah. Yeah. JP, Give it a JP. shot. Show me that one. Oh, it's, it's worse another than the two. <laughs> it's, like, it's worse Man. than the first <laughs> one. <laughs> like, oh, that was the worst. So, deja vu. Your axe speaks, despite being relatively, you know, comfortable with them at this moment, with the added pressure of predators coming at them they start to panic a bit and they lose their full speed and are starting to falter a bit and just kind of like clump together as they're like, <laughs> as the wolves slowly start to encircle you all. Let's roll initiative. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> you give me 30 minutes, I will take it, sir. Yeah, let's do it. Roll that initiative. <gasps> Ooh, oh, oh. What? You were ready for a fight. Yes. 
Wow, the disbelief in that statement. <laughs> really? Now I get the natural. Hey! What the fuck? <laughs> okay, fine. Could I be the dick who plays the uh, go last in initiative order? Do it! Do I it. have the cleric. I want to go yeah. last. Oh, okay. Then you'll go first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Clerics uh, always want to go last. What are you talking about? Let's see. I believe I've given everybody control of their. Nope, not yet. Um, are you Quest C or QNC, um, Thomas? Uh, that is a good question. I don't. I <laughs> am uh, QNC. QNC. Thank you. Okay, I believe everybody should have control. Did I do's? Did I do the do's? Yes. But because you were caught surrounded, I'll put you in the center here. And we'll put you two together. And you two. Must be the other one as well, because that's not me. Q and come on, Q and C. There we go. Gave you both. As everybody can control right now, they're um yes. cool. And then yes. finally. That's it. There we go. Our battle cry is now known as Yah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Oh. Wow, there's a lot of wolves. Oh. Seven of them. So that's a panic. <clears throat> and they have been able to find and surround you with your very panicked um, axe speaks. Um, let's see, which one? I would say the one we'll put you there and we'll put you here. So the one right here, Thomas, is the one that already has an arrow in its shoulder. Perfect. So there's that one. Um, and I need axe speaks because... Y'all bought some axe beaks. I don't think I have them, but we'll give you something. Just to give axes. It's a little painful reminder of what a futile purchase that's going to be. In yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. They're just going to run off, aren't they? Let's see. Do they have just some. We're still on them, correct? Yes, you are. Uh, okay. Oh, excellent. There is there is a monster with Axe Speak. Oh, they have a pretty sizable health pool. Oh, good. Yeah, they're tough birds. Cool. I'm fight them okay. And let me get the wolves and... Some battle music? Oh! <gasps> yes, which we won't be able to hear. Yes. Let's see. Where... Me trying to figure out all of these tabs. Um, do we have? I think that one. Hopefully that works. <laughs> okay, so twenty-five to twenty in initiative, please. Anybody? Um, I'm at twenty-two. Twenty. Unless you're banishing me to the end of the order. <laughs> I'm not. I wouldn't do that. That'd be so mean. Um. <laughs> 20 to 15. 16 for Azar. 16 for Azar. Okay. 
And um, your, I would say your respective um, axe speaks are on your turn since you are technically writing them. Um, that was 15, so 15 to 10. Oh, are we supposed to roll something? Yes, your initiative. You did, I think you did, Thomas. You're 12, right? Oh, yes. Okay. 12. 12? <laughs> okay, and then let's see. Uh, that leaves my last two. What are your guys' initiatives you rolled? Uh, nine. I'm more at eight. Eight. Okay. Nine. So that is, and what's. Uh, ran, 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 ran. <gasps> Julie's here. <laughs> oh, hey, Julie, what's up? All right. Uh, I said I was going to give you familiars and summons. Uh, sh- here, have some fairy dragons until I can actually find up. <laughs> oh. That, that's so, there we go. <laughs> yeah, that is very cute. Okay, so <laughs> hope someone comes in the Twitch. by the wolves. Yes, this is the one with the arrow in it, and first up is Elspeth. Uh, great. Uh, I am going to. I guess I'm going to uh, turn to the. Let me make sure. Let me see if I can get my ping on. We'll find out. Um, I'm gonna turn to this wolf that is nearest me. Maybe I can get it to ping. Come on, Roll20. Sorry, y'all. Roll20. That's okay. Is it this one? It's me. Um, that works. Either of the two nearest me. Okay. Um, so we'll take that one. Um, and I am going to, uh, need it to make a wisdom saving throw as I cast Toll the Dead on it. Wisdom saving throw. Okay definitely fails baller love to hear that it's gonna be for two necrotic damage two necrotic damage okay so as you cast this spell in your hand you see it's everyone's speeds kind of like spectral bell appear over the wolf and you all notice these wolves are quite gaunt and as the bell rings you just see it shake and it's like <laughs> and you do some damage to it okay next up after Elspeth is the wolves and then Azar so the wolves looking about seeing you folks on the um, on the axe beaks will try and go for the axe beaks should my axe beak also move on my initiative? yes sorry you can command that to do the do's uh, does an axe beak? Sorry, I should have pulled up the stat block. And I didn't think to. Does an axe beak have any sort of attack, uh, or are they mostly just gonna like run? If I tell they them? do have an attack. Great, I want it to swing at the nearest wolf as well. Okay. So you three are going to the south. Uh, yeah. Yep, Donovan, you're along for the ride now. <laughs> I'm driving. <laughs> You lead over um, Snowflake, and Snowflake is like, oh, and goes for an attack. Good. Third. <laughs> Axe Beaks tries to swing down with its head and goes straight into the snow with the wolf dodging. I need both of you to make um, <gasps> athletics checks. I 
Hope Sunset Guru is here to witness how bad this is. Ooh. That's not bad. Unnatural one. Um, Donovan Chambers, you are able to hold on, but but Elspeth, you feel Snowflake go forward and you get hucked off of Snowflake into the snow. Cool. Um, you are not prone, I will say that, but you get hucked off. <laughs> and you are off of Snowflake for the moment. Now the wolves will go. And yeah, they're going to start swarming in. Yeah. Uh, at least it's better than 20. <laughs> at least better than 20. Um, so we're just going to go with the three that are there right now. Um, they are going to go for the axe beak. Let's see. Let's make... Where is that? One of those hits. If I... Nope, actually two of those hit. Okay, so what kind of damage do you do, Wolf? Okay. And that is... Oof. It's not terrible. So two of the um, wolves are able to latch on and start biting down on... Who is that over there? Uh, Ricky. Oh, Ricky. Ricky! 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 Oh, and they're like hanging you. on as the um, axe beak is like, wow! Um, and Ricky must now make a strength saving throw. Um, so one of them is able to be knocked away by Ricky's flailing, but the other one is able to push Ricky over, taking you two along with it. Both of you make me acrobatics checks. What? <laughs> okay. Very good. As Ricky falls down to the ground, but you two are able to hop off and you are not knocked prone, unlike Ricky, who is on the ground. Meanwhile, over by Moa, those three are going to strike out two of those hits. Healing quite a chunk of damage as they start to latch on top and just like and needs to make a strength saving throw. Yes. Well then make it okay. Unlike Ricky on the other side, Boulder is able to stand firm and steady despite being bitten and clawed at from many different sides. And then the one seeing Elspeth on right by is going to try and attack you uh does a 16 hit yes okay and that will be for five damage Woo! Ow. this wolf just being a little very munchkin-esque but oh well <laughs> i need a, a, a ringtone thank you <laughs> Clip that. Don't forget, in Twitch, you can clip that. <laughs> um, next up is Azar, followed by Donovan Chambers. Donovan Chambers. Okay. So, Azar, uh, we're still in the same spot we were, right? We didn't move from the axe. And not necessarily moved, yeah. Okay. 
So Azar is going to circle around to get behind this wolf. Okay. And and she's going to um, mutter some angry sounding words at it. And I will um, place hex upon this wolf and it will be have disadvantage on strength checks. Okay. And I will attack it. Go ahead. Ooh, 11. 11. Uh, before you... Is that the... Wow. We want to do a d6 to add that to add to that? Sure, I think so. Yeah. One of these for a d6. Yes, thank you, chat. Thank you for donating. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so 17. 17 hits. Do some damage. Okay. Yeah. 12 points of damage. Right. Nice. You see Azar hop or skirt around and just go bah, bah, and you just see this walk out and die. Alright. Oh, you crunch some of the and, uh, bones in its frail body as it just flops over dead. Yeah. Uh, Azar has like a short staff. It was in two pieces. She folds it out to its full length and then she'll uh, move over here. Okay. And uh, that will be my turn. Excellente. Next up. And by the way, if you were wondering why she was rolling with advantage, flanking. We'll do that now. Alright, I am going to Donovan Chambers, the yes. third leap off of Axebeak to land down here and go in for the attack. Going for the attack. Renner, you're on deck. Does that mean I also have advantage? Yes, you do. I will roll this twice. 23 hits. 20. Roll three. Come out. For seven plus four sneak attack damage for 11 points of damage. You find a very major artery within it and it starts bleeding out, but it's just looking at you, coughing up blood eyes very hazed from the massive shock of where you're able to do some pinpoint accurate damage it's still alive but kind of just looking at you with a I feel I feel very bad <laughs> next up is Renner with Amoa on deck alright so I'm gonna jump up off of like step on um, <laughs> Ricky to get leverage to jump here mm -hmm. in between okay. these two. Uh, and then when jumping, would like to come down with the trident. I also have a short sword, so I'm going to come down with the trident on this one and then see if I can, again, first time with a fighter. I can do two, right? Because I have two weapon fighting. Uh, if uh, it the... is only with... Um... Light. Say that one more time. A light. A light melee weapon in your opposite hand. Is a short sword a light weapon or no? It says properties light. Oh, it is? Short okay. sword's light. So. Yeah, it yes. says they're both light on my thing here. Does both of them have to be light? I'm asking more experienced DMs. Oh. Well, <laughs> only, only the offhand has to be uh, light, I believe, because okay. my fighter offhand's a short sword. Okay, so that means your trident will be striking with 1d6, and then your short sword will be 
striking, and if it does hit, no uh, additional modifier, just the roll damage. So let's roll for the trident first. Gotcha. Okay. 22. That hits. Roll me a d6 plus whatever. So this one I can do what it's supposed to yes. attack with. Okay, cool. Do, 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 do. Unless your web or fighting style is, I believe, it's two. weapon fighting style. Yeah. Uh, two. It's two weapon. Yeah. Uh, so we're only second level. So that's the. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Oh. Roll some damage. D six. Sure. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that is. Yeah, let's make that you. So, six damage, you come down with the trident smacking into its back, and the prongs go right between where the spine is, and the wolf yelps out, but is still standing, very much hurt, though. Do some damage on this boy here. Or roll an attack first. This is just a normal d20, no advantage, is what you're saying? A roll d20 with its normal stuff. Oh, okay. Eighteen. Eighteen hits. Now just roll a singular d6. Love it. Five. Five damage. You come down on this one and just hack it with your sword, and because of the extra damage that Donovan Chambers left on it, you leave it dead on the ground. Hmm. And then we'll pull the trident out of... (laughs) If it's stuck in it, and then kind of step back a couple. Uh, it will get an attack of opportunity on you. Then I'll keep it in it with my hand on the trident. Okay. <laughs> um, Amoa, you're up! Great. Uh, I'm gonna sort of <clears throat> I guess from here, and they're just kind of like right in front of me, right? Like as mm-hmm. it is here. Uh, I'm gonna hop off of... Actually, that'll take a moment. Um, can I sort of like... I'm gonna cast... Um, burning hands. Okay. Which uh, basically. So you can, in a, in a by cone. the looks of it, you can get two of them either on the. Uh, yeah, I think so. Unless if I back up, will I be able to just get all of them? Uh, they will get attacks of opportunity oh, on gotcha, you. Okay. And... Yeah. Would it be two? Because it's a cone, right? Yeah. I think you can get any two or any two that are next to each other. Yeah, so you could either get the top two or the bottom two. Based on how you aim it, I'll let you have it. Sure, I'll do the bottom two. Bottom two, okay. Roll some damage, and I believe they roll dex save? Uh, yes? Let's see here. Yeah, it's a dex save. Okay. What is the DC? Um. Ooh. Ooh, boy. That's a lot. <laughs> okay, well, they're dead. A 12. Yeah. All right, so you see Amoa, the room, or like the hands start to glow red and then fire emanate in a basically like a fan in shape out, cooking these two wolves to a crispy. Noise. And they are dead on the ground. Some of the snow around them evaporated. Steam emanating. I need you to roll me a d20, sir. (laughs) 
So, um, now roll that fireball. Crinkle up my my unibrow. The steam. <laughs> As you release this magic, you feel it in your palms, slowly, slowly starting to slip from your grasp. I need you to also roll me a d100. Oh. You are a wild mage sorcerer. I love it. I was say, yeah, I forgot you were wild magic. Well, that's... <laughs> that we're all more than 20 feet away, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, you got the most pointless one. Okay. <laughs> Don't say there's, that. There's a lot of those. Did okay. they make a birthday cake? So, you feel this magic emanate through your hand and you all of you kind of see like a glowing sensation rock up Amoa's body and then concentrate at the throat before it, it dissipates. Okay. Oh. And James, oh. you get a card. Minus 1d12 after making the saving throw. Thank you. Um. <laughs> all right. So, um, Elspeth, your turn with the wolves on deck. Excellent. I am going to... Uh, sure, why not? I'm going to uh, Guiding Bolt, the wolf that is currently attacking Snowflake. Okay, it's a ranged attack, right? So I believe it's at disadvantage? Uh, yes. It, also, the one next to us has one probably hit point. Oh, then I won't waste a guiding bolt on it. You're right. I forgot he's been hit many, many times. In that <laughs> case, I'm just going to toll the dead again, and I'd like him to make a wisdom saving throw, please. All right. I'm not going to waste a spell slot if he's only got that few hit points. Okay. Um. I. That's a 16. We'll pass. Okay. So the bong goes off, but... The wolf is just like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> just confused. <laughs> okay, next up is the wolves. Um, oh, I clicked the wolf picture and it got really big. So immediately seeing their pack decimated, they start to flee. Um, this one will start moving this way. Or are you, you two going to go for attacks of opportunity? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, my tri well, my trident's stuck in the thing, so I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> it is sharp. It is sharp. Oh. 17. Nice. Okay. The wolf is dead, uh, depending on <laughs> if you get some really bad. <laughs> well, I mean. Most of damage for me, actually, really quick, unless you. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's dead. Yeah, it, it, yeah. With a. Is, are you hitting with a staff or a... Um, yeah, taking the staff just and crack it over the back of the That's head. That's fine. Cracking over the back of the head, stabbing it with the thing. It is dead. Um, this one's going to start moving down south. Are you two going to go for a opportunity attack? Um, Thomas and... Yes, I shall. Thomas and Elspeth. Ooh, With a natural 20. 20. Nice. So you don't have to roll because it's dead. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm going to let you take this one, Donovan. Okay, next one is moving that way. Amoa, are you going to go for an attack of opportunity? Uh, 
Yes. Okay. I will. <laughs> Do you have a dagger or something? Yeah, I, I uh, well, I have my my hook. hook thing, so I'm gonna take that out and oh, just yeah. like your hook, fling it. Yeah. <laughs> that a nice. roll? Sorry. James. Sorry, I'll roll a d20 plus um, whatever the attack modifier on your hook is. Eleven. Um, does anyone want to give a d6 to that? Yeah. Hey, all right. (laughs) Gambling. Oh wait, no, wait. What are you hitting with? It's it's essentially a boomerang. A boomerang. Okay, and that would is it a dex modifier? Uh, or is it light or? And that's uh, bludgeoning. Bludgeoning. Um, because yeah. with I, I think those are dex based. Dex based. So it would be a plus two since you have a fourteen. Um, so that does hit. That's a thirteen. Roll me some damage. Oh. Five damage. Nice. And because you're with Boulder, Boulder did not like being bit, so Boulder's going to try and attack. Hey. Boulder yeah. misses. Oh. And then the wolf runs the F away. Well. But you all kind of executed the rest of its family. <laughs> um. <laughs> so as you all find yourselves there, wolf carcasses about. The battle is done. Um, two of your uh, Boulder and Ricky took some damage, but not too much, but took some damage as well. Woo. And as Amoa says, woo, everybody, it is amplified and shouted to a ridiculous degree. <laughs> For the next minute, anything Amoa says is shouted. <laughs> oh, the snow is falling from the trees and yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> there's some shaking on the ground anytime you talk what uh i'm going to examine hey. these wolves because you said they seem very uh gaunt, gaunt. Mm-hmm. go ahead and make me a i guess medicine check since they're dead medicine how hurt does Ricky look? Uh, I'll, Ricky I'll looks... help you if you want to do it. I'll say, uh, Elspeth, uh, uh, look at these wolves. Mm-hmm. Ricky looks pretty hurt, as does um, Boulder. Right? Those were the right. two that got hit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll um, pet Ricky, and as I do, my hands you know, glow brightly like sunlight, and uh, he'll get seven points back. Oh, boy. Okay, Ricky gets some health back. Um, Elspeth, when you look at it, these are very malnourished wolves. Oh, yeah, they're starving to death. No wonder they weren't that scared off by us. But us us culling these wolves will only allow the others to be more strong. I suppose that's one way of looking at it. Sure. No, uh, let's get some meat and some furs. As he right. pulls the dagger out. 
and starts to field dress. Mm-hmm. I was just um, going to kind of watch him with her uh, arm, like, actually, ripping he, blood, like, right, you work on that. He takes his coat off and basically just gets down to just his uh, torso so he doesn't get his clothes dirty. Mm-hmm. And, then... and it is very odd for the rest of you to notice <laughs> there's an elf basically shirtless in this negative 40 degree weather. Does he but... have nipples? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is a very, this is what I'm going to roll. And as we confirm that suspicion, that's where we're going to end today. Hey. hey. Started with the nipples, ending with the nipples. Hey. That's a little callback. <laughs> Nothing if not consistent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, folks, yeah. thank you so much for joining us tonight. It we're going to do a roll. Right. We're going to roll this. You oh, must we're going to roll the book. Spectacular settlements. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kira Starshine. Kira Congratulations. Starshine. Yay. That is 482 pages filled with supplementary nice. material to get your settlements up and going. Literally, it can be a very drag and drop experience. So, very cool. Congratulations on that. Congratulations to, I'm forgetting who won the dice. Sunset Sun- Sprue. Sunset Sprue. 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 Not Sprue. Um, um, Sunset Sprue, congratulations, and thank you all for giving us bits for the inaugural session of Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. We will be back here next Saturday, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. But until then, folks, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you all next time. And we will see you in 30 minutes for Call of Cthulhu. Thank you for listening to Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden podcast here on the Quest and Chaos Podcast Network. If you enjoyed what you heard, please head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash questandchaos and join the chaos. There are four awesome tiers over there for you to join, and three of them lets you influence the story by giving inspiration. But all four of them gain you entry into the Guild of the Five E's. That is our brand new shared world building storyline that we are creating for 2021. And we would love to have you be a part of it. And we'll see you live on Twitch, later on YouTube, and finally on podcast. Thank you all for being part of this awesome community. And we hope to see you adventuring soon. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Quests and Chaos Podcast Network. I want to take a moment and thank our patrons, especially our inspiring leaders, Duke Vlieg and Tomagatora. And of course, we can't forget our inspiring middle management, Lady Bedivere, Ben Soslowski, Cheesecake Fries, Slyly Tove, Ted Danson, Jen, Seth Jones, and our inspired patrons, Adam Andreas, Garrett, Jeremy, J. Matthews, Reoccurring Dream, Killian, Lee, Robbie, The Baroness, and The Apollyon. We, of course, also have a fantastic number of guild members that help keep us going. If you want to support us, please consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash questsandchaos.